What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Whatever you're into, with Amazon Prime, you can go deep. So if you're all about pop right now, you could watch pop documentaries on Prime Video, discover pop playlists on Amazon Music Prime. And if you're really serious, order a rhyming dictionary with fast free shipping from Prime. From shopping to streaming to saving, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. I love driving with Uber because I have access to 24-7 live support. As a female driver, I need to feel protected. Uber has my back for sure. Uber, earn like a boss. Sign up to earn today at uber.com slash boss. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I mean, I, I remember the first sexual thing I ever saw. Okay. Showtime. It was a show called... Uh, Max. No, it was Showtime. Oh, it was Showtime, show man. Like it was Showtime, and the show was called... I got, ooh, the show was called Red, Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe oh, yeah. Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, Red Shoe David Duchovny? What? How do you both... David Duchovny was in it? Well, you don't, the only reason you don't know... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have kids. That's what I, I, can tell you, I can tell you the scene, bro. It was like... And I think I thought it was a movie. Because it was like... It was set up like a movie. It was a guy driving. I wonder if I've seen it. It was a lady cop who pulls him over, and then she busses his, um, his back taillights. Yes, yeah, she And did. was like... You gotta. I remember what she said. But it was like your tail lights out. I gotta arrest you. Arrest my man. <laughs> now he's in some room, handcuffed, and next thing I know, she they have like, a sex like, he, like, he handcuffed. They have a sex. I rem- and the thing is, it is, it is almost. I don't know how old I am. Like I remember my age. It is disgusting how young I was when I saw this. Yeah, Disgu- I, I had to be seven or eight. How six, did seven you or eight. Process it. I didn't know. I just honestly, I just knew, like. I liked what I was looking at, and yeah. I was like, my body was doing things. And I just never. I remember. My, I remember my mom might have caught me watching a later episode and <gasps> saying, episode. "And I never get it. I never get it." She was like, "May I, t- I cut the channel off?" And she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Nothing." She's like, "Boy, don't touch your skin, or it's bad luck." Because I think she saw me like bad luck. Your skin. I remember it very vividly. I remember it very vividly. <laughs> what if I got an itch? Like, it's bad luck. I remember, I remember it so vividly. So I was like, in my mind, as an adult, as I started knowing what things are, I was like, oh man, you can't masturbate. Masturbate is bad luck. I remember, I remember like, so yeah. funny, I remember like you can't masturbate. It's bad luck. It's I don't. Bad remember, luck. I don't remember. I know that I was exposed to like stuff like that and like actual porn very, when I was very small. Uh, Where did you get porn? We had we had my cousin. That? My cut like in a typical like my cousin was like this tape. He had the Spice Channel. He had like a tape. It he was had a VHS. Like, VHS that he, he got. A, from. He re- had to rewind that joint. Yeah. He and, tracked it. And <laughs> he tracked the it. Tracking. Oh no! Uh, oh, man. Uh, but 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 this but the earliest thing that I actually remember seeing was not was not sex or or porn. But I remember being very uh, turned on by the "I'm Your Baby Tonight" music video. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> James, I, I, you're the worst. Dude. I know, I know. It's it's horrible, but I I have this memory of like of like funny. watching "I'm Your Baby Tonight" and being like, oh yeah. <laughs> 
I got all these th- pastel colors, and like uh, blown out hair, and I'm like, yes. First of all, that's a disgrace to R and You're doing that's not what that was meant for. Yo, this is worse than your Wait. basketball audition, bro. <laughs> I remember watching Red Shoe Diaries, and you can Google this. And one of the actresses one day was Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She oh, word? no! Wait, oh, now, yeah. this was the it. same program that he was watching. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Watching. yeah. It must that's have been the a first series. time you. No, no, I don't. I don't remember the first time. I remember being or, young and, and remember seeing like it's one of the first memories that you of sexual stuff I guess so or I just remember that being like a traumatizing thing because I was like oh no why is Aunt Zelda doing oh, oh you, so you, you saw Sabrina her. and then you saw Aunt Zelda oh, yeah I didn't see it backwards I saw Sabrina the Teenage Witch first oh, and then I saw snap. Aunt same Zelda with, in a same core. with Red Shoe Diaries for me like I knew Mulder I knew Mulder right. you know, and I was like what is Mulder. why right. is Mulder uh, David Duchovny David Duchovny David Duchovny yeah he was that whole section James mentioned that in the beginning but he was he was the guy like either reading the Red Shoe Diaries or like he was narrating it. Yeah. Uh, oh, but he wasn't. No, like, he wasn't uh, doing it. But I, but I, I didn't know it pre X Files. I knew it. I remember the first time I successfully masturbated. Like I know no. what it was to. It was to um, it was to Miss Kitty from WWF. She yes. was one of the divas. Oh, oh wow. the divas. Yeah. yeah. I remember the divas. I remember China. Sable. Oh, Sable. Sable. Sable was the one that I. Sable, Sable was, the was the one. I remember Sunny. Mm, Sunny. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Like I, I have a foggy memory. Getting all of them. Of like going over, <laughs> my friend. Let me not Adam because Alvin from like ten years old. <laughs> John about to put his whole name on right. <laughs> my friend's house and like being in his basement and like. I forgot if uh, I forgot if somebody else if there was like a sleepover there like two other if like somebody else was there, but he was like I think it was like a HBO or something like well he might have had the Spice Channel some people had the Spice Channel man see me and my friends didn't have Spice Channel but we would take turns going to each other's house because back then if you didn't have a channel on cable it'd be scrambled it wouldn't say please call and order this channel so we'd wait because in between the scrambling it would it would freeze sometimes and you see like a boob right I, I do remember that. the scram <laughs> I remember we had scrambled because mm. by- when we by the time we got a basic cable like. Uh, sorry, we we didn't have basic cable. We had um the antenna, <laughs> oh, and you and and then when you had the antenna, you could only have the basic channels. But then like there were those like in between channels mm-hmm. that were like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. if you like moved a little bit, you I could like those. hear it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I would like I literally would like be like right like the TV <laughs> was right here. And like I would have the volume super low because the TV was in the living room and my parents' room is upstairs. And like I would put the volume down like all the way low, and then I would just like <laughs> be like here <laughs> and like looking, and then every, and then like it was an old house, so I'd just be looking, and then I hear, and I turn the TV off, and I run <laughs> to my room, funny. and then I come back, and then I turn it on, and I just be like here. But it was it was like oh man, it was, it was twisted. I mean, you think about it, it was not kid. healthy. No, I know it's I know. not a healthy yeah, no. way of learning is, about this. No, but the thing is, is like I feel like everyone had that same experience. It's yeah. always when you're young and you don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I know. Like, that, just, all, all I knew is that I was standing there in the darkness with the glow of this TV screen and moonlight. I hate God hitting me. I, he we does can't. Exactly. <laughs> that was the worst. That's his first shadow. shadow. Segue. This how he, <laughs> this how he segues the start of the oh. show. It always, all right, Nick. Let's start the show. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drum Milligan, Billy, what more can I say? You know what it is? Black men can't jump.
Jumpers, man. Black Jumpers. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Uh, this is cooking something. I don't know oh, interesting. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cooking? I'm cooking. Uh, Did you just put butter on the pants. I put butter on the pan. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Now for? it's like cooking. that pan, bro. What was he cooking at the end of? <laughs> Yeah, what was he cooking? That's what I'm trying. I don't think he was, <laughs> he was Cuban, know. right? I'm Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> I'm Gerard Milligan. James the Third. We have a special guest. Yes, we do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You get the special. You get the special. This right. is the chef special. The special that's given to every single guest. I mean, but, it, <laughs> but it's the special though. Okay. I don't know what that was. Nobody does. Raymond Cordova is here. Hey, man, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. You're supposed to hit the, hit the name. Okay. All right, wait, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Right. I, oh, yeah. I'm the one who ruined it. You kick it up. You kick it up. You kick it up. The All right. Melted. And for our special guest. Ray Cordova, everybody. Man, but you got to pause in there, man. You know what? I can take that. That's no, all right. No, Listen Ray. Up. No, Ray. James, cook it up in the kitchen. Okay. Butter sizzling. Giraffe stuttering. Ray Cordova. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. It is an honor to be here and to be introduced by whatever that was. That was drum rolls. It was drum rolls. Ray of Astronomy Club. Fame? Yeah. Fame? One of the teammates out here. I mean, those are uh, African man. drums, man. Okay. Those yeah, they were African, African drums. Those are African drums. Do you hear the flair? I've apparently never heard African drums. <laughs> nah, man. A lot of people haven't heard them. That's why I don't think people don't get it. Because they're like, sense. if you ain't been to Africa, then you don't know about the drums for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, today we're reviewing the film Moonlight. Yes, we're Moonlight. doing it, y'all. It's good one. We're doing it's good Moonlight. One. Uh, it is a good one. Woo, guys. We've been trying one. to do this for so long. Let's do it. We've been trying to do it for a minute. I'm pumped. Uh, <laughs> let's do let's it. Do it. Draw oh, hype, man. I just hey. realized I, I. Are you looking up the facts for this? I thing? lost the uh, the director's name. Barry Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. There we go. Directed by Barry Jenkins. Lovely gentleman. Uh, so oh, you starting a couple up, people. Him, like for two seconds at a Q and A. The most mm. notable actor I think is uh, Marshall Ali. Most, uh, most notable? I mean, there are a handful. Um, I think the most notable probably would be um, Naomi, Naomi Harris. Harris. Naomi Harris, yeah. Well, I guess Andre he is, Holland is, is a notable, you know, Janelle he, Monet. He's not. Honestly, he's not Monet. It's so funny because Andre Holland, it sucks that I know where he lives because it sounds very stalkery, but he <laughs> lives near UCB East because when we used to do shows there, I used to see him on a continuous basis. But he could have also been in a play in the area. In, in Lower East High? Yeah, yeah. New York Theater Workshop is down there. Oh, I don't know that. Maybe. Or cool. he lives. I mean, we don't know. Janelle Monet. <laughs> Janelle Monet. How do you pronounce um Marsh Marsha? How do you say it? Marsha? I think it's Marshala. Uh, Marsh- Marshala. I think it's Marshala. yeah. With it, but I think you, it's Marshala. 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 Holly. Like like like, like we got to acknowledge the fact that there's a lot. I mean, it's Remy. It's arm. Remy from House of Cards. Yes, Remy. From it's House uh, Cards. it's what's it, what's old dude from um, and he's from and he's in Luke Cage. From Luke Cage. What's his name in Luke Cage again? Um, oh, he was my favorite part of Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, he has Remy from House of Cards was your favorite part of Luke Cage. Oh, we can't. <laughs> His name is Cottonmouth. I'm oh, calling yeah, him Cottonmouth. 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 That was the name of it. I mean, which one did we go with? Do we go with Remy or Cottonmouth? I like Cottonmouth. I'm going to go with Cottonmouth because that's what I know. No, I, Remy. I Remy is the cards. You Remy. know what? I do like I'm going to go like with Remy. Juan and stay on topic. Oh. oh. 
I'm I usually, going with Remy. I usually argue that we have to say his name, <laughs> but because we struggled on saying his name correctly, I'm going to go with a character. Uh, so the kids, uh, well, okay. I, IMDb, I hate how they just do their thing. Yeah. All I, okay, I see Ashton Sanders first. He played the teenager, mm. but he was actually the first one cast. Oh, was okay. he? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was, I don't know why. It just, that's a fact. I mean, it's like, I, I kind of see that role as like a big, it's well, like the cog, right? In the right. middle, in the middle that like, changes the most yeah i think all the roles are important but that yeah high school age yeah. The, I, oh, yeah. the, the thing is when i at least when i watched it the middle one the middle age is the one that like got me the most i feel like he had the most stuff to do yeah yeah now who is the boy i can't find it on imdb i don't know why uh what the heck is you mean you can't find a little black boy who um played play the character yeah <laughs> oh what well, what was his name because when he was older he was just called black Black when and he was that's a little Trav- when he was younger. That's Trevante Rhodes. And then and then uh yeah. Little it was little when he was It was little, okay, that's what I have to look for. Maybe his picture's not here, that's why I can't see it. Yeah. Uh this is a great start to this. <laughs> yeah, his that his picture isn't here. It's Alex R. Hibbert. Alex cool. Hibbert. Mm. Dope. Nah. But he's on the poster. Oh well, three R. They split it. Oh, oh, is that what that is? So it's like it's the younger one, it's the middle aged, and it's the older one. Oh, that's, that's really eyes. cool. That's really because cool. it's the eyes. It's a. It's a. I dope literally poster. never noticed that. It's just such a dope poster. I'm like, it's all three of them. Mm. Also, fun fact: the three actors never met until after production. Really? Oh, oh wow. that's right. Because well, well, why would they? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The director did on purpose, but what for? What purpose? He didn't want anyone to like rub off on each other or mm-hmm. like you know taking else's performance in f- to affect their own he wanted everyone to have their own separate thing and still pull the same thing from them that's right because the story uh, is about amazing. him right the story is about the it's a combination loosely. of his life loosely based on his life and the, it's a play the playwrights yeah. the playwright didn't uh, yeah. he helped write the film version but he didn't f- write it on his own so it's a combination of both their lives uh, yeah oh, gotcha, gotcha. yeah yeah uh the story is of a a young black boy and then we see him in three different iterations of his life it's kind of told in three chapters uh the first is when he is a like i guess like seven or eight years yeah, old right yeah, about that um and he lives uh where in uh it's in florida where no, at first at first i think he's in detroit and then he moves to florida later in life right no i think it's always, 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 always in florida. florida i didn't track yeah didn't it's track definitely that. always in florida because oh, i think it was important to the director and the and the uh, playwright that makes sense looks like miami it's miami it makes sense i'm gonna um, assume dade county yeah and uh it wasn't really about this but eventually the this his sexuality like is it's it's an exploration of his sexuality right he is also dealing with a mother who uh is a drug user a uh, crack addict and uh the fact that he has no father in his life but um a father figure comes kind of comes into his life uh and then you have the second act which is him as a teenager mm-hmm. experiencing his first like homosexual experience and his first sexual experience really period um and then you have him as an adult uh well at least as a young man and uh completely he's kind of completely changed the outlook of his life in order to feel some semblance of control um but harkens back to this same kind of like uh boy that he 
once loved the only boy that he ever had any romantic feelings with and we kind of see just a, a scene it's so it's very simple yeah. it's a very simple story it's almost like and, and i don't mean this in a bad way but i remember watching it it felt like almost an extended short film yeah that makes sense because it oh, was definitely. like or yeah like three short or three films. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Three it was films. like mm-hmm. so i remember watching it and being like you know what Okay, like I like that it just ended how it did. I remember the theater I was in, people were like, "Oh, that's it," and I was like, "That's the greatest feeling you probably can get is like having people like want more of the film." Yeah, like, right. You know, like that's a good point. It was like when I I was definitely the only black dude when I saw it. Really? I was yeah. The only black guy in it. Should we talk about for like? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just the to get this out of the way, like it was. I think it was made for like something like five million dollars. So far, it's made like six point eight. Like it's. It's been increasing in the box office every week. It's been doing really well. It's like opening up. It's and I think it will get garner a lot of Oscar attention. It's already yeah, getting maybe. like kind of these independent film awards and stuff like that. And how, how when was it released? It was released in October. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's in a lot of theaters right now. At least in in New York. Yeah, it's expanded like a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. I think last. Well, as of this recording, not when this comes out, but as of this recording, like. It was released into like I think it's now in like six hundred theaters. Like That's started awesome. in like twelve. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, That's I a huge word of mouth really well. success. Yes. Yeah, because the thing is, like, this is already like when you check out like Vulture and Variety's like Oscar buzz lists. Like the director's on there, and so is um, the film as itself for like best picture. So right. it's like, and you know, the Oscars always do like those smaller films. So it'll probably be depending on if they allow ten or six this year. It has a chance to get in one of those slots. It'll be between this and La La Land to me for like the small art film that gets in. Yeah, it has like a ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes right now. So yeah, let's go. Let's do like first impressions. First thought. You will go right. I'm sure. First impressions, just the movie as a whole. Yeah, like how your your experience of like what it. Yeah. So I'll say this. It's funny that Gerard mentioned people wanting more in his theater because I felt like. When I saw it, people were like satisfied, but I wanted more. And I think that um, part of the success is they do give just enough. I think, you know, the country's still changing. And I think they gave like an acceptable glance into what that life is like. And I think, you know, me being a gay, gay black man, I remember watching it and feeling like, oh, that's it? Because it's like, there's just so much. Like, that's like the tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they literally, that could have been like a trilogy if you were going to show like even more in-depth stuff about it. So I just remember wanting more, but I thought it was a good job at giving a glimpse into it. Yeah. For me, um, I was, I guess I was like just blown away by the acting. Mm -hmm. I have to say, uh, I haven't seen, I guess like these kinds of films come around like at this time of year. So like, it's so this summer I just seen so many blockbusters and stuff like that. Like I kind of like forget about the art of acting, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like I was watching this film and I was like, it's super impressive to me that those three actors never met because I felt like there was a hundred percent this like spirit that lived inside them. And the eyes were definitely like, they had a striking resemblance in those eyes. And I know that's what the director wanted and it worked. But there was the manner, even the mannerisms and the way that they were quiet and the way that they even like the last, you know, iteration when he's black and he's like a gangster and he is like buffed up and like made himself hard. There was still this softness mm-hmm. inside of him that like mm-hmm. never left. Um, and I was just kind of blown away by that and the simpleness of the story. And it was just like 
it's just so interesting to hear like or just to like live kind of like I know it's only a glimpse of this person's life and like people you know who live whatever a similar life like but it feels like oh I'm like sitting down with like someone and they're like telling me about their who they are you know what I mean um yeah uh I I wasn't like blown away by the writing necessarily I thought like you know the story itself like at times like didn't feel like I didn't exactly understand like it wasn't it wasn't super engaging um and I thought some more character development could have been done to like some of the other ones but like outside of that like it was a very very good movie the cinematography the directing was so awesome the acting was so great and yeah I I really really I really loved it uh I'll go um, it's so funny. My friend Dave had told me this summer about this film, and I was like, I ain't about to see that. It's just another hood movie. I don't care what the fuck they doing. Man. I ain't about to see another hood movie. I remember saying, I remember being adamant about it. Like, I'm not about to watch. It. I remember watching the trailer, being like, Tah. like I said, like early on. But it's like, but watching this movie, it was so interesting because one, I was the only black person in there, and it was a sold out theater in New York. Oh wow! So. The fact that it was like sold out theater, it was white people of all ages. Like it was just so interesting to me. Like I looked over, people were like crying. And what this movie did is it did two things to me. I mean, I grew up like in a bad area and like you didn't talk about homosexuality. Like you didn't even talk about black men exploring like anything but being tough, getting money, having sex with women. Like that was it. And as a matter of fact, you placed this kid this black kid who from a young age like is dealing with these issues that like it's not even an issue you know this kid's just trying to discover who he is and I'm the whole time I was watching this movie I was watching it but then also John I agree with you a little bit about the dialogue and the script but for some reason I found that more powerful that it felt like there wasn't talking in this movie to me right. which I didn't mind because anytime you heard something it was like someone saying something that was very disparaging toward the lead which stuck with him throughout the movie and then it would be like whether it's his mother or whether it's one of the kids or whether it's something positive that uh, I forgot what the drug dealer's name was said Juan. to him. What was his name? Juan. Juan. And it was like it, it was just so interesting to me because I just felt so moved by this movie because it just made me think of like childhood. It made me think of like I remember thinking when I was growing up uh, and this is going to sound real dumb I guess. But I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking because I didn't know what was what and I remember like I used to think that I was gay because women girls didn't like me but I could recognize when a guy was handsome. I'd be like, oh, man, this dude's handsome. And, like, yeah. the dudes around the way were super nice to me, but no, like, girls did not, like, girls did not talk to me. I'm talking about, like, to an extent where uh, I feel like one of, my, <laughs> one of my neighbors questioned how often I hung around, like, the older dudes because I never had, I was never the dude chasing, like, the little girls in the area because yeah. they just didn't rock with me. And I was like, oh, maybe that's, maybe that's what it means to, like, be gay. Maybe it's like, oh, since women don't choose you, it's like, you got to go with the people who like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's why I just... It means it, you have to go. This, well, I mean, because yeah, the thing is, like, yeah. it was just a good thing of, like, for instance, like, if it was a girl around me, she usually be talking about, like, if it was us in the room, she'd be like, oh, my goodness, John, he's so great, or, like, James. And that was, like, the extent of, like, my female interaction. Oh, wow. And it's like, it hasn't changed since. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how it is. All exactly the girls really happened. talk about is like John and James. You know, what if that's like. how it was? We're just <laughs> yeah, like, hey, is... man, no females like you. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah. oh, man. Hey, no, no, I'm saying, but like, it sounds so dumb, but it's like, at like, no, no, at like okay, nine yeah, or 10, like, okay. I just, right. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, that's all I knew. 
So I was like, this movie was impactful, man. It was great. Yeah, I um, uh, echo. I want to echo everybody's sentiments that the movie was like super powerful. I really liked uh, what you were saying, Ray, about like tip of the iceberg because it really felt like there was and and about things being unspoken because there was just a lot of just nothing shared. You know, there was a lot of like, I'm not going to say this right now. I'm going right. to think it. We're going to feel it. It's going to be in the air, you know. And it really just felt like, oh yeah, they don't they don't want to tell us everything. They want us to just look at this you know moment in life and then feel whatever it is that we feel about it and i thought that that was really cool and the whole and i and i went into this movie knowing uh knowing these things it was called moonlight uh the poster looked weird and uh it has something to do with homosexuality that's all i knew uh so the whole time i'm watching it i I was going uh man this feels like a terrell alvin mccraney play like this feels like Mm. one of his play the Uh, whole like the whole time and then at the end when his name came up i was like oh thank goodness (laughs) like (laughs) it was like this uh, like a vindication moment for me but uh and i'm a big fan of you like worried that they had just stole no but like but it was just uh, like and seeing andre holland who's done some of his plays and like it was just all this like oh this feels like that which I'm I I like that kind of storytelling of like here are little seeds you know and like you do what you will with these seeds uh, put them connect them however you however you want to uh, I I I really liked it um, I'm trying to think if there's anything uh, I oh y- you were talking about how uh, the actor as an adult uh, is like so hard but there's a softness to it i also just really loved his journey that that character that yeah. uh, version of him because like when he first appears you're like oh wow like it's like yeah. you, you are very different than what we very last saw yeah. and then like the cracks just like slowly start to to reveal themselves you know the phone call happens and it's like boom, you know uh and that and the way that his softness became more and more apparent Throughout that, like that, that, that innocence that he had, uh, uh, was, I thought that that was really beautiful. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Can I say one thing I didn't like? Of course. Like why Kevin didn't look the same. Kevin, the, yo, those three kids, uh, I, I I saw those three dudes look so drastically right. different. I saw this with, um, I saw this with uh, uh, um, uh, Michelle Thomas, who, who we all know, um, and she was like, yo. yo my <laughs> when, when, Michelle Andre, Thomas. when Andre Holland showed up, she was just like, yo, that is, that's not what Kevin looks like. It's all good. My man went from being like black and Puerto Rican, maybe, <laughs> to like, just like, I was like, hey, I'm going to let this slide. But bruh, yeah. I, I, All right. And then one more thing, I didn't. This was the thing that I that I forgot to say. I loved the opening uh, sequence when it's just like circling the 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 uh, street, you know, where the where the camera movement is just like going around and around the drug the drug deal. You guys, okay. Well, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> the, o- the opening moment of like it literally didn't register for any of us. Well, I just saw <laughs> but, it today. But though. someone listening is like, like yes. 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 That was that's my the, favorite. I, I, I just thought it looked so cool. And the, and it set, and it and it made me feel cuz I didn't know cuz I watched oh, the movie knowing he was, nothing. Okay, I know something about. Um uh <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh, is someone about to get shot." Like what's happening? Like, the beginning of the movie? Yeah, the it's very the beginning, beginning of it's, it's when it's, he gets out the car. The very beginning of the and movie. And he's like, yeah, it's like uh, when Marshall Ali gets out of the car and who? walks up my 
uh, sorry, uh, uh, Cotton Mouth. When Cotton Mouth gets out the car, <laughs> and he, uh, and he, and he walks up, and he, and he like is talking to the drug dealer, and is like, you know, oh, it's uh, that uh, thought. That oh, moment oh, really, yeah, yeah. Well. I thought that moment was really cool. Okay, yeah, that's it for mine. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's go through this. Right. Like the yeah. the first act is called Little. Um, yeah. I mean, is that the first thing that we see? Do we see him first? We see him first, and each time we see, we see who he is, and then a title comes up, and it's like, like right, and then it's it's him like running from the bullies, yeah, like, yeah, playing like, on the, the football bullies. field or whatever. Yeah, man, and that the thing that sucks about that is just like, you know. It's interesting because these kids are already calling him names. Like, and how old is he? Like eight, maybe? Or like, is yeah. he even eight? Like yeah, seven, he's eight? He's around there. And the thing is, like, he is smaller than like all those other kids. Yeah, like, yeah. he's smaller. You're like, yeah, man, you are little, which I can relate to. I was short. I was the. I was like I the was smallest. Short too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting because I'm like, you think about like kids that he's dealing with at that time, and they're already calling him certain derogatory terms, and it's like, this kid is like seven to eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the 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 joy and the, the 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 issues that these kids are projecting on him, they don't have to deal with, and they probably don't even know what those words mean. Well, exactly. I mean, you let's know? be real. Like, I mean, especially when we were growing up, that those like terms of like you would just call somebody gay, yeah, just for any like it didn't matter if they were gay <laughs> yeah, or not. not. Right, that was Every, the go-to word. That was it the was. go-to yeah. word. Stop being gay. You're being gay. This is gay. Yeah. Everything's yeah. gay. Like it literally yeah. was used as just like meaning stupid or dumb or lame. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Which is so it's so fun. It's like as a kid, you don't even realize how connected to hate that is, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's crazy. And the thing is, I mean, you get to think about like how often that happens at like playgrounds, right? And no one know. The thing is, like those kids don't know how to scar that other kid because uh. yeah, people say it so playfully without even knowing. And it's interesting, like where is that learned from? Like when I think about back in my school, it's like remember people. I remember people used to say stuff like that, and I'm like, where did it? Where did it come from? I think it's the whole boys will be boys, and it's like that'll make you tougher. Yeah. You know, it's all about like if I put you down and I'm better than you, or people see me putting you down, it's like I'm more of a man than you are. Mm. And then even the same accounts, like if I get made fun of, but I keep it pushing on, I make fun back. It's like I'm tough. You know what I mean? And yeah, usually yeah. you see like there are times like when you say when you stand up to a bully, sometimes you and the bully become friends. Yeah. It's just weird things like it's like, yeah, you're man enough. It's now. a power you know dynamic, yeah. yeah. Like it feels like um chill like children kind of like seek authority in a, in a weird way and then also like try to take authority amongst themselves it's very interesting when you see like a six-year-old interact with a four-year-old they become and depending on what type of personality that six-year-old is like they'll become either like very parental and like very like motherly or caring like and i say that like as a gender neutral term like mm-hmm. Like they'll like look be looking after and like say, do you like this? Do you want this or whatever? Or they can be like very demanding and very like you follow me. Like I'm the boss and you're very bossy and like very like you go over there. You do this. We're gonna do this now. You know. But there's like this weird. They understand that they have more power than this person that's younger. And then like with the the kids that are all the same, it's like one of the ways and especially boys but I, I, girls do, do this too you know it's like name calling and putting put, putting people down and like beating people up like it was just like all right we're going to figure that out i mean 
Yeah, that's what I was. I mean, that's what I was thinking. So, like, basically, we see this kid. They're like playing, kind of. They're playing. They're not even playing at first. They're chasing. Oh, they're just chasing. Like first, they're just like that's the game. Is like them chasing him. But See, I think that's the game period. I think they chase each other. But why are they banging on the door? But though? he's like a small this this because it was just like, oh, you know, here's this small kid. We're going to terrorize him because like we're trying to show that we're more powerful and they chase him into this like abandoned like He's like in an old apartment, drug den, yo. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. terrible, man. It's like syringes it's, yo. Wait And he doesn't want to leave, which I think is like that. He doesn't want to go home. That whole, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to go home. That, that, that whole scene was just like so. And we have, at this point, we have no, the only thing we know is those kids are chasing him. But yeah. like, he doesn't want to go home and we have no idea why. And it's like so moving because he's just standing there and he's like not speaking. And he's like, I'm not late. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And they make sure you see him in the dark by himself while you hear the banging on the door. Scary. Yeah. Like that, it was so terrifying to me because I guess, yeah, I guess it was a game, but in my mind, I was like, yo, they're attacking this kid off break like this? Yeah. Like, cause I guess I, right. We're seeing I mean, I, I, I like, yeah. I was the kid that got beat up and I remember it. Yeah. It felt like it was, they, the kids thought it was a game, you know, That's the nice. kids thought it was fun. Like it was never like this. Like it was never like, uh, we're all playing and now let's beat up on James. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a regular occurrence, but as a, as the kid that was small and, and runty and picked on, it did, there was, there's this weird thing of like, Hey, it's cool. Like uh, it's cool. We're just beating the crap out of you. It's yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> hey, like calm down. It's just, we're just having fun. We're just having was fun. Was it because you like showed up to play basketball and like your, your sketches? Uh, no, like, not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no control over my, shoe, <laughs> over my clothes. My mom bought my clothes. Um, and then that's when, uh, that's when Remy shows up. Remy, AKA Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. <laughs> or Juan. <laughs> but, Marshala, but, Ali. Okay. Cottonmouth. Fair. Which is interesting because why was he? Because he he basically yeah, he shows up, kicks in the window to check out the place. But like, why was he? Why no, was he, I think I think, I think he, he saw that he. Oh. But I but I but it, it felt to me that like at the moment it was like he was just trying to get in to get what he at first, but then later he kind of says like some kids were chasing him and I, and I, and I, yeah, he's, I, I, think, he so I think he saw him and that's why he uh, didn't even try the, the door. He just goes straight for the uh, window or tried the door and was like, Oh, I can't, but, but went for the window cause he needed yeah. to get the boy out. And so basically this begins this relationship between him and this boy little, uh, where, you know, little won't, won't speak. He, he he's like trying to get him to talk. Uh, he's like, "Where do you live? What's your name?" Little's just kind of looking at him, and so he's like, "Do you want to like come with me? Like we can drive and get something to eat." Uh, they go to get something to eat. He's eating, and he's just kind of like, "Couldn't talk to me now." He kind of still doesn't. Which is it's so I'm I I was trying to figure out like. Is this like the shyness that I felt when I was a kid? I did not like talking to adults at all. Like, I felt like, I don't know why. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can really even explain the shyness. I was just like, oh, adults are weird. (laughs) They, they can't, I can't relate to them, you know? Um, And like, if they're strangers, like, 
I really don't want to. Even though they were like, yeah. my parents' friends are like, like distant relatives that I have not seen before. Like, those are the ones that I hated the most when they would come up to me, like, and I was a kid and they'd be like, I knew you and you were in your uh, mom's belly. And I'd be like, I mean, I, feel I don't know now. you. I have no connection to that. <laughs> you still feel know that what way. that is. It's <laughs> like, I don't know you. Please get away from me. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. going to Thanksgiving to my, see my family. I'll see you guys there. Uh, <laughs> I think, too, I think when you're a kid, no matter how young you are, you know, this is pretty broad, but like, you know, winning from losing. And mm. I think he knew he wasn't a winner. You know what I mean? And I think mm. it's embarrassing. It hurts. And it's hard to talk about like, Oh, what's wrong? What happened to you? No one wants to be like, Oh, I got beat up. I always get beat up. I'm a loser. <laughs> call me names. You know what I mean? I think he was, he was like in a bit of shock. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot that like, he had a, he probably always had bad days, but that was a really bad day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot happened, including someone breaking in to get you out of a, basically a, like an abandoned motel. Yeah. And I, I found it, I found it odd that he just went with him, you know, like, yeah, well, we had no context for that. I I would be shy. I'd be shy around the adult too, but like, not if I was like, yeah, I'll get in this car with you. Yeah. Stranger. No, but but I think for that extent, when he offered him food and then you saw the next scene and you saw how fast and how quick and how much he was eating. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, when's the last time that kid ate? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I mean, he maybe just needed. The he food. probably just wanted food. And the thing is, like the guy even commented on, like, man, you don't say much, but he sure eats a lot, you know. Like yeah, later right. on, because like the dude, literally the next shot is him eating a another bunch meal. Of food. <laughs> like, you're like that's all he yeah, was doing. They go to his place, right? He eats yeah. two well, I think, meals. I think it just shows like anything's better than my real life. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he says at that restaurant, um, "Do you want me to take you home?" And then he, he just he just nods. He doesn't even say yeah, no. Yeah, he right? said no. I think he does say something, but I forgot what he it says was. his name at that point. Like oh, he says, yeah. he finally says his name. And at the at the house, though, no, he says. Wait, what does, does he, he not, does he, not say? His he doesn't name say his name at, at the. the yeah, but he does say one thing when he's when he's eating. Right. What does he say? I don't think it's anything. But what I think happens, I is, do remember. Like what the, I think happens is he, he pulls, uh, pulls, he pulls the, food the, away. the food away, and then he just seems sad about super it. sad. Yeah, right. and oh, then and then kid. because of that, he's like, oh no, 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 he's like, man, All right, no. Man, and then he gives home. it back to him. But I don't think he actually speaks in that scene. Oh, you're right. He doesn't speak because he tells. He's like, my he girl's going to get you to. Speak. Yeah, my girl's going to get you to speak. Right. And she's the first one that's. Yeah, that's right. She's kind of mad that he brought home like this child, seemingly, but then also like is very calm and sweet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like almost immediately. Well, I think it's not like you know, it's a shock. It's like you just brought home you brought someone home a kid. that's like kidnapping. Maybe. Anything you, you know? he, that is kidnapping, right? Right. <laughs> he has no, he has no control over the right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I. I loved this relationship. I didn't understand it at all. At, at all. I don't think I ever did. You didn't understand this like, relationship. I, I, I was kind of like. I don't under. I didn't understand why Marshall Ali's character. I didn't understand what I. I only. I could only assume that he was trying to give this little boy something. He saw himself in this little boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was wasn't like, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it was never. I guess that's fine. I, no, I, I took I, it. I took it abundantly clear that's what it that's was. What exactly Only because was. he mentioned when he was younger, he came from Cuba and he didn't speak English. So the kids bullied him because he didn't speak English. Yeah. So I think the exact same things happened to him. He probably got called like freak. Mm-hmm. And, know, that, and he didn't have a father. slurs. He didn't have father. You know what I mean? And he just remembers, he probably remembers being that little kid running from the other kids. And yeah. the thing is, this is one of those things I feel like sticks with you a little bit because it's like, I feel like you gravitate towards, as an adult now, 
I feel like I gravitate towards the kids oh, that yeah. are bullied, especially the ones without a dad and who are only childs. Like I feel like somehow out of nowhere, like if I'm tutoring a kid or something like that, those are the ones I automatically gravitate towards because it's like it's a connection that like you can't explain. Because like I know what you're probably going through. Yeah, you what you have may be worse than what I have, but it's like I can relate to some point of it. And the fact of like if you saw this kid get chased, and even if it was a game to see a bunch of people banging on it, I can't get over the fact that that banging. That banging to me was like so extreme. It was like so terrifying. Yeah. And then they were like throwing rocks at the windows. Yeah, like it was terrifying. It was terrifying. One dude took his shoe off and threw it at the window. Like, like, oh my goodness, (laughs) man. And and the thing is, like, once he gets to that house with um, Janelle Monet's character, which is interesting because, like, this is the first movie I've seen of Janelle Monet, and she has another one coming out um, this year. So it's. You know, I feel some kind of way about the, the the singers being actresses or whatever in movies. I think she does a great job. She does. She does. She does. And and, she does. In, and in the Hidden Figures trailer, which is the first instance of acting I've seen of hers, yeah. I'm like oh, the whole time I'm like, oh wait, who is this? And then generic drama. I'm like, oh, like why didn't I recognize? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think she's. I think she's good at it. In my mind, it's just like you know, where's Tika something? Like where's like where are like the people who have studied to be. Actors when these roles come about because because I'm saying that wasn't a big role but that is a role that like a young up and coming actress would have loved to like get up sure. get their hands on um, but yeah she's super nice to that kid and I'm like this is great like and they yeah. didn't push him too hard either which I think is very important like I liked her being uh, I liked when she was showing her sweet side it it, it felt more natural to me just like. When I when she initially came in and was being like super angry or whatever, there was a part of me that was like, "You're overdoing this." Like Janelle mm-hmm. Monae, like yeah. like oh. the char- like not the character, like yeah. the actor. It didn't feel it, that way to me. To me, it felt. I was like, I was even expecting her to be more snappy. Okay, you know what I mean. Got like, it. To be, because he goes, "Hey, my girl's gonna really like." He sets it up like she's about to come out and like lay into the kid. Oh, I thought she was gonna come out and be super nice. That's what I was thinking. Too. And then, yeah, and then, but then she was just kind of like talk, you know, or whatever. It's right. funny. Yeah. I took it as like my girls don't get you to talk. I took it because she was pretty. Like I figured he thought. Yeah, like, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's pretty, a pretty girl make a little boy talk, you right? Know what yeah. I mean? And like, then that was the moment that I had after she wasn't snappy. I was like, oh, he just means. She was nice and she was pretty. Yeah, and then, right. yeah. And then you have to give him that one point in the movie. He's like, "Oh, your boyfriend's here." You know, right? That is a good point. It's like you, like, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens? So they, so they get him down to the table. They, she makes him another. Yeah, girl. they food. They eat her. She, he finally like, says, you know, his name and and where he lives. He, he, they ask it like, "Do you want to go home now?" He says no. And uh, did he spend the night? And yeah, he spends yeah. the night. Oh, that's so weird. She, she, she says, she spend says, you can stay here, right? Um, um, and then they take him the next day. And then they take him the next day. Yes. And then, you know, Remy uh, brings him back the AKA next day. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so they go. So he brings him back the next day. And the mom. And this is the first time we're seeing yes, his Naomi mother. Harris. Naomi Harris. Just ungrateful. Spectre. Huh? You trying to think of a big movie she was in? Yeah. What else is she, she was in? The, the, I remember, my first time Spectre. I ever seeing her was in um, 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. It's the first movie I ever saw. 28 her. Days Later. 28 Days Later. Not twenty eight weeks. Twenty eight weeks is the weeks sequel. Weeks is the sequel. Wait, twenty eight days later. It was the original. Days later. She was the main. Murphy. No. She was the main person. No. 
She was like, it was, was Killian she, Murphy, and then it was her. And then she her, was, yeah, yeah. She was, oh, like, I was like, I was like, Killian Murphy is who I was thinking of. For yeah. Oh, she was the main woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she was the main snap. one. And then Idris was one of the uh, one of the leads of the sequel. <laughs> he wasn't the lead because people don't respect Idris yet, but he's getting there. They still don't. He's the man. Um, yet? Well, like he hasn't been leading his own movies yet. Is my point. Oh, but I think. I feel like he will. I mean, people would definitely respect Luther, baby. I think he's there now. I think next year he'll be in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, next year starring. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. dark tower. Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by Better Help. Guys, oh, man, you know, I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have. But it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate <laughs> when you're not I... working. It's too much. It's too much. It's heavy. You know. I got the, I got the shakes. Um, and you know, the, the heart palpitations, all of it. I, I agree. I will say I've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009. And I, what are we in April, uh, soon to be May. And mm-hmm. I have not had a paycheck all of 2024. Uh, Oof. so this is the most stress I've ever had. My parents may need to get an aid and I'm like, where, wh- who's coming to save the day? So stress is high. Anxiety yep. is high. And, you know, sometimes to talk about this stress, therapy can be a safe space. Like, get that stuff off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, you know, instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside. I know therapy has helped me. I kind of, I almost look at it as like check in. Like, sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say, sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super super helpful yeah i appreciate getting the the tools to like kind of understand my the mechanism of how i'm of how i'm behaving you know and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations mm-hmm. yeah i use better help and timothy black male therapist saves the day because he gets it man i'm like you know what thank you bro for sometimes it's just 30 minutes of just me rambling and i'm like oh you didn't even say hello yet <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like keep going i'm like thank you yes if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible. It's suited to your schedule, which is absolutely uh, essential these days. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com jump today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash jump. You gotta jump to get that better help. Better help. This episode is brought to you by Lay's. Lay's potato chips are made from real potatoes from real farms, and they're closer than you might think. Golden grows here on over 100 farms across North America. So whenever you open up a bag of Lay's, you can thank your farmers for making your stay golden moments possible. Lay's, stay golden. To learn more, head to goldengrowshere.com. This episode is brought to you by the new strawberry and cream Tic Tac Mints. Iconic, refreshing, indulgent. Like this track. That fresh track was by Taylor Parks. Hope you enjoyed it. Pick up a pack of strawberry and cream Tic Tac Mints today. 
So, what are you thinking for lunch? Ugh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments. Why don't you just go to Blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order, and they ship samples to you fast and free. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop Blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Rules and restrictions may apply. So right off the bat, Naomi Harris is is just like just rude, just rude. She, yeah. grateful. No, but seemingly, but, it, like it's like the worriedness of her of being like, I was worried about you. There was like a part of me that was like, were you? Like, she didn't call yeah. the cops. Yeah, she didn't call the cops, and we obviously know why. Cause yeah, she, well, right, but right. She was mad at her son, but it didn't. It wasn't like a relief and a madness at the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which makes sense, like a, a relief and anger, like angry because you were worried, but like a relief that your son is okay. Yeah, it seemed more just like an anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and part of me nurse. was even thinking, like, are yeah. you angry that he came back? Like, yeah, I legitimately she's in a nurse thought costume that too. So she's like. So like she seems like she's has an important gig. Yeah. And it's oh, interesting. Man, I did not. She has on a nurse. She has that. scrubs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has scrubs on. That's so. something that I really want to talk about, which is um I think people just have stereotypes of drug addicts in their mind. So you mm-hmm. think crackhead, you think, you know, falling asleep, about to tip over in dirty clothes, homeless, you know, yeah. Holly Berry and jungle fever. But there are so many functioning addicts. Mm-hmm. You also even think like, oh, if it's crack, that's it. There's functioning crack addicts. I think that's a really big thing because like that makes it even harder because it's like here you have this person who's a professional in her job and maybe the community and really no one knows what's going on except for this little boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like and he's in this nightmare basically. Yeah. That's a the, great point. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say like Naomi Harris didn't want to do the film because she didn't want to portray because this is a, you know, a stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like, oh, there's this black woman on crack you know what i mean like and it was a stereotype that she didn't want to portray but after talking to the director one because of the director and the player uh what's his name terrell av mccraney yeah he they both had mothers who were addicted to drugs and they were like this is like reality like we're we're doing this with um concern and care but we have to portray a real thing that's happening yeah uh our real experience and that's what happens when you have people who have real experiences and not somebody taking a stereotype and thinking they know about it, but they really don't because they've never actually involved themselves with it. Mm -hmm. And, and so yes, it, there is a stereotype in this film, but it's a real person like, uh, with real depth and like colors. And I thought, and that's, that was the thing that stood out so much for me about her is that like she because even when we first see her there is all of that stuff that's really weird about that first interaction yeah uh but it's not like you know she doesn't start where she is in in the second segment you know what i mean like like she starts in a different place in in her life so like we we, you know we're like something's off about this woman but it's not immediately drugs you know what right. i mean like it's like yeah. whoa it's just this feels weird and 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 it, it gradually reveals itself and i think that and i thought that that was like great i thought that was an, an amazing thing about yeah, the movie you know it might not even be that weird now that i'm thinking about it first off i just read that uh the round table the hollywood reporter round table with um naomi harris in it three days 
She did all of her stuff oh, in yeah, she three days. Wow. Three days. Wow. Um, which is insane. She went through 20 years of life in three days. But it's so interesting because oh, man. now we're talking about she is very aggressive in this first scene. But if you think about it, even without knowing what we're going to know eventually, she's a single mom in the projects and her son did not come home. And it's like he's old enough to know better. You know what I'm saying? So like. I'm not saying it's okay for her to be aggressive, but now that I'm thinking about it, like that is where that aggression could have come from. It's like, yo, like my mom would yell at me, but what the hell are you doing right now? Like, because if you're the man of the house, even if you're seven, you are the man of the house. Mm-hmm. And you live a hard life because you grew up a little bit differently if you're from the hood. It's like, yeah. you grew up dealing with the neighborhood. You grew up dealing with like, honestly, the cops. You grew up dealing with like so much. So like this kid at seven should have known to call. Because I think she even says that. Yeah. Why didn't you just call? So she probably treated him like an adult as a kid. Ooh, man, this movie. a lot. Man, there's so much happening in this thing. Um, 100%. Is the next scene then him playing soccer again? With, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then meeting. And then this is kind of where we like meet Kevin for the first time. And Kevin's this little boy. And they and like um, Little and Kevin are, are they kind of like go off to the side. and or, or, or sorry, Little starts leaving and Kevin like kind of runs up and he's like, hey, man, where are you going? Uh, you know, you shouldn't let them pick on you. Like you should just fight. You got to fight back. Like that's what you have to do. Um, uh, and uh, and they kind of get into this like little wrestling match, mm-hmm. um, which is like I get. I mean, it's funny. I wonder if I if I didn't know that this film was about homosexuality, that I would have even thought about that yeah. being homoerotic. Obviously, I did just because I knew. Mm-hmm. And um, but like the re- the the reality is like. Young boys do things that adults would project homoeroticism on all the time, yeah. like sleepovers yeah. and like pl- like play like playing like yeah, rough and and yeah. those kind of things. And then even like a scene that we seen later where they're like all like showing each other <laughs> their penises, <Yeah>. like um, <laughs> that's so interesting. Too. Yeah, which by the way. That's I never that never I never did that. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I, I never I, did that. I like I, I turned it I watched this with Tesla and I was like I was like, just so you know. <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, no, I leaned I leaned over to Michelle and I and I said the same thing, but only because <laughs> but I and I felt the need to say it only because I feel like that is a thing that I have heard before. Right. You know, that like, you know, boys will sit around and be like and compare. And because and I felt the need to express it because I was like, well, it's happening in this movie, so this is someone's life experience, but I had never experienced it. Do you know it. what the funny thing is? Like, I don't think I've ever, like, I, it's weird, it's never happened, but I definitely uh, remember, like, friends, like, comparing a penis to, like, different things and be like, yo, man, imagine my shit, it was a can, it was like, or something like that. <laughs> I, I remember, can. I remember, like, people would just do dumb stuff, like, I remember even in, even in high school, I've had friends who, like, I've seen naked because they just didn't care. Like yeah. it's just like they just didn't care. That's just, different, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like, that's been, like, not what I mean. But but the thing is, like, to see kids sitting around like comparing things like in that way, that's not shocking to me for some reason because it is so innocent that it's not even about like like even measuring penis penises growing up or whatever. It's like it was never a thing of like, oh, this could be considered gay. Or whatever. It's like, yo, like my shit's getting big. How big is yours? Yeah, like, it, was it was just like, curiosity as yeah. far as like, oh, our bodies are changing. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with 
you know, I think I remember even being like with my friends. I remember a big thing being like, "What size is your shoe now? What size is your shoe now?" I remember that being a big thing between me and yeah, my friends. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, your shoe is size seven. Oh, I'm, I'm a size nine. I was like, oh, and yeah, yeah. Just, and it meant nothing, but we yeah. were just like trying yeah. to outdo each other. Yeah, <laughs> right. I remember. I remember I learned that from a girl. She was like, "Yo, which McCall got a size ten? And I was like, "What does that mean?" I mean, it means it means. I was like, <laughs> like what, what are you saying? It I remember like that. It means it means it means. It means. It means. Now, <laughs> my question is: Do we think that did little feel anything towards Kevin like that he felt was different? Uh, that was more than just like, oh, this is the first person who is my friend. Did he even understand the concept of what a romantic relationship could be? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, I know for myself, like, liking, I, I, I definitely liked girls when I was a little kid. Like, even at, like, I think I would, like, when I was in fourth grade, I remember liking a girl uh, in my class. But, like, one of the reasons I liked her was because we had the same birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was so arbitrary. I think that speaks to. I think, I think that's it. I think you find arbitrary things about people you like when you're a child. Because I, I don't. I don't remember ever having any type of sexual feelings or thoughts yeah. when I was like in the single digits. Even yeah. ten, I didn't know any. I didn't even think about that kind of stuff. Right. And I think it's like you said. That was Kevin was the first person to show him kindness. And I even think in that particular scene, it was like Kevin was hurt. And I yeah. think it was like. Here it is, I'm running from these kids afraid to get hurt and I'm being terrorized. And here's this kid who got hurt by them, took time out to see how I am and try and teach me how to take care of myself. And I think he was just concerned like his friend got hurt. It was a little, a bit of an awkward moment because Kevin even goes, you know, you're weird or something like that. Yeah, he does make, yeah, he's like, man, just, yeah, because he's like, yeah, you're weird. You just got to be tough. Right. It was super helpful, but it's like, I don't know if he thought it was like a relationship moment. I think it was like, yeah, like Ray said, it's like, I remember the girls I liked were the girls who were nice to me. Like, I mean, I could, right. I could distinctly yeah. tell you every single girl who was nice to me, and I could pretty sure I had a crush on all of them just because right. they were nice. Right. right. <laughs> it was like if you put in some type of effort of like, oh, they make a fun of you today, yeah, and like they just sat down for two seconds. That was it. That was right, like right. Yeah. love of my life. Yeah, I, I mean, was in like, love. <laughs> like that. I, just to take it back to the the tussle moment specifically, it's like is is. I feel like so much happened in the tussle, you know, like storytelling wise. Oh, yeah. And then also just, I think for little, you know, like I think there's the chance that he felt something in the tussle, you know, mm. um, uh, you know, but it's not, obviously it's not spoken. They don't, they don't say, but that's something that I took away from it. Like, I feel like the tussle is all those things. It's like, he's, he's helping him. He's caring for him. You know, maybe he felt something, um, uh, and also, it's a private moment between him and Kevin, which they they have later. You know what I mean? Like a uh, a moment where Kevin reaches out to him in a way that he doesn't when he's around the other kid. You know, right? Uh, which we which seems to be a character trait of his. You know, uh, uh, yeah. So I do. I mean, I think maybe yes is my answer. Huh. So it goes from it goes from the tussle, and then doesn't he go back to? Remy, aka Cottonmouth's house, after the scene, like he's just like there at the house waiting for him. Yeah, just to like, oh, yeah. to like speed things along a little bit. They so much. Oh, the thing that I well, the thing that I feel like was most significant was, um, one like I forget exactly what the context of this was, but I remember little saying like I hate my, I hate my mom 
or something like I think it's this I think it's this trip because I feel like he goes to the house they bring him in again they feed him again and he isn't this when he when he asked them what the I oh what is gay me is oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The F word. Uh huh. He yeah. says, he says. I like what he says, though. Yeah, like he said the F word. Uh huh. And it's like, what? That that moment to me was like, that is the moment I could tell you one of the first moments everyone in my theater started crying. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was this little kid, and even the acting in the scene was just like, to me, it was such a real moment for, by all three people Janelle Monet, Remy, aka Cottonmouth, and this young kid. Because the thing is, like, this kid is taking this moment, right? And it's such a powerful statement when he says it. But, like, Remy, who is a drug dealer? Like, who is a legit crack dealer? Here's this. Takes a moment and then has to figure out what to say to this kid. And the thing is, he doesn't, he almost doesn't say the right thing. If he, he looks up to Janelle Monet's character and she's, like, kind of giving him cues on, like, what to say. Don't say that. Like, he's doing, like, the nod thing. So it's almost a moment that has, like, like, let, like it has such a weight but then also like a sense of like humor a little bit where it's taken like very real that scene was like insane to me, that's such right? a great scene I think yeah. it's like one of the best scenes of the movie I, 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 I agree you don't you know speaking as a person who has same sex attraction I remember when I was younger and I, I started to realize I had same sex attraction what was most terrifying was I don't think you even realize it until you're in that until you're in those shoes the world makes or at least America and our culture, our media, our mm-hmm. families and all that stuff, they make such a big deal out of how negative it is to be homosexual. I think once you realize you have those feelings, there's this instant fear of like, oh no, I'm the worst thing ever. Because it really is built. It feels like mm-hmm. it's built. Like you even said, no one talks about right. homosexuality yeah. in the black community when you're growing up, especially boys. And if they do, it is only to, to bash it. Yeah. So when you realize you're in that pool, it's like, oh my God, like I'm the worst thing ever. Like, I'm bad. I'm so bad. No one's going to like me because I am so. This is the thing everyone said, don't do, don't be, and now I am. How do I go on, so to say? And I think in that moment when he even asked, you know, am I an F word? It's like, man, this little kid has all this weight on him. And he doesn't even know he has those feelings yet. But everyone's telling him what he is before he even figures out himself. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think about kids, like, and it sucks. I'm about to say this. Like, I remember there were. There's a distinct kid growing up. Everybody called him gay. Mm-hmm. Like, instantly. I mean, I'm not even going to... I never said him. I never defended him, which is probably even worse. Right. Uh, and it's like... I remember this... I remember I had this kid in my class from maybe first grade to 12th. And, like, from the moment I remember him, people were calling him gay. Like, yeah. in a negative way. From the... I mean, from first grade. And it didn't end... When we got to be seniors. I think we all had that person in school because I yeah. still know that person now and we're like friends and, and he's a homosexual and like people were calling him that from like grade school early. Yeah. I didn't even know what, I didn't even know what it was when people were saying it to him. I don't even yeah. people saying it really knew what it was. It was just like that. he's different than we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So interesting. Yeah. I, I like I'm trying to think like because I, I remember like for like I like I had definitely been called that word, but because it didn't resonate with me, it didn't mean anything. Well, that's not true. It did not. It did not mean anything. I I knew the person was trying to like insult me. You know what I mean? Like not just person, people, but like, um, but then like when I when I really like when I've learned somebody, I was like, oh, this person is actually gay. Like the ve- like the very few people in my school, even in like high school, who like 
were like open. Like, yeah, it was just like it for some reason, like, like kids and then into adults, like, you know, will take like the one thing that they know, like there's a historical power or a societal power that they have over you and throw it at you as hard as they possibly can. Like, um, and for this, for this thing, it, it was even, it was a bigger, I feel like it's even bigger because that, because you don't know like who else, like who else is gay. I have no idea. There's no way it's at least with, at least with race, even like being like one of the only black kids in my school, I could still be like, but I see other black people. I know who other black people are. I know I'm not alone. Yeah. If you're one of the only gay kids in your school who is out or, or, or not even out, but everybody kind of like thinks that you're gay and they call you, they call you that kind. And you know that in your, of yourself, but you don't know who anybody else is. Or the only other person is like this other person who you think is weird because <laughs> it's like the, I mean, like it's, I like, I, I imagine it is a little bit different now than it was when we were young. But like when we were young, like being open, being openly gay was like not cool. Those and the heroes and like those, who, and that's those a, people, those people are, heroes. they were heroes. Gays, and like yet, and at school. the same time, I feel like a, not all of them, but there were a, like, I, I felt like a lot of the people who were openly gay, like they had a lot of mental health problems because they were doing something that nobody else in their community was doing. And so they were taking on the, the brunt force that was, that everybody was experiencing, but it could be so directed towards them because it's like, nobody else knows that you're gay. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the idea that like, Oh, I am this thing and nobody else. And I don't know who else is with me has yeah. to be i don't i just yeah. i could only imagine like i mean that's, but, and that's an eight-year-old like right five or seven or eight that kid has that weight and it's the thing of like i'm not gonna lie like where i grew up and maybe maybe i just didn't know like i didn't know an out black man it might be you right because yeah, i didn't i didn't grow, i didn't grow, like growing up there was they were growing up school. i can i do do yeah, not my, know an out black man growing up and then even in college, I didn't know one. My best friend came out in either, it was either eighth grade or like ninth grade. And it was like, whew, it, was a, it was a hard time for everybody. Um, uh, sure, you know what I mean? To say the least. Mostly, yeah, right, right, obviously. Right. Um, uh, uh, I mean, that time is a hard time for everybody. Yeah. Um, right, so how much harder? And I, and I had, and, and, uh, I had a bully in sophomore year who would call me the F word. Uh, uh, and then under the table, he would rub my leg with his leg. And it was very like, and so, and it was this weird thing of like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you're calling me this, but what are you doing? You know? And it's, wow. and then thinking about like, mm. what we're talking about right now about like how, like, Oh, not knowing what to do and how do you, you know, you know, how do you express yourself? And I don't know. I mean, I will say this. The best part about this scene to me is how Remy, a.k.a. Cottonmouth, handles it. Wow. Yeah. And I like I, he he handles it so beautifully because, again, like this is a black man during a certain time period who is a drug dealer, who is supposed to be tough, who's supposed to be this thing. He could have handled this so differently. He could have made this kid feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't. 
neither one, neither he nor the Janelle Monae, their characters took the weight and was like, I think that's a real important part of the movie. Also, like this movie, it's about this person's tale, but I think it it sheds so much light on on uh, certain communities. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of people didn't have fathers growing up, but they still had male figures. Sometimes if they were lucky, they would yeah. have a male figure, and like. Again, the stereotype, drug dealer, sells drugs, rules the community, bad person. But, like, it's a bad job, but that's what it is. Yeah. The job is to sell drugs. He's not a bad person. No. He just sells drugs as a very bad thing. Look, so it's cool that, you know, he can still, at the end of the day, be this this important and caring yeah. figure to this fatherless child. He was a good yeah. black dude. He was a good yeah. black dude. It was, really, like, it, it was really great what he said. Like, if I could repeat it word for word, I, I would. But... You know, like just from like explaining what it meant and, and like saying it was a it was a term to make to make people who he said he either said gay he said ba- he said it's a bad term for gay people make gay people feel bad you know mm-hmm. and like and like do you know and he and he asked how do how do you know if you're one and he's like well you know you just I, I think you just feel it you know well, it's and so like funny you don't have to you know don't need right to, you don't have to know right now yes, all of yeah. that was which is great. yeah it's yeah. like you don't have to know right now and it doesn't matter because you're eight but it's so funny because even that moment is so real because. That's the question he didn't know how to answer, and you can see him attempting to say something else. But Janelle Monae looks up and goes, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," and like makes the like, "Don't say that sign." And it's just like, this is a real thing that people have to deal with, and it's mm-hmm. a thing that honestly, like, is so. I feel like even right now, 2016, it's still a taboo thing to talk about in the black community. Yeah, like in like there is an episode, not to spoil it, so you know, cut off. You haven't got the insecure, uh, but there's. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's a conversation about. Male, black male masculinity and their sexual yeah. fluidity. And it's like, it is something that black men, and we talk about this on this podcast a lot, like we have to be tough, we have to be this, we have to be that, but you cannot be weak, you cannot be vulnerable, you can't explore. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that's like, you can't explore anything. It's like, you can't figure, like women sometimes have that, that thing where it's like, oh, but women kiss someone in college is supposed to be cute and sexy. Let a man who's straight, like now, like says he kissed a dude in high school, is like, what the, what the hell? What you mean? Like, you know, it's like, it's different, especially if he's a black man. And it's like, I'm happy this movie came out because, again, we get to talk about this, you know? So, yeah, just to move things along, we like, we, there's a scene, I think that just to wrap up this portion of it, like, there's a scene where uh, Remy, aka Cottonmouth, uh, (laughs) uh, sees um, uh, Naomi Harris, like, in the car, like, basically, like, Doing some crack, and uh, and and he's just like, well, how can you do this? Like you have like, and this is kind of the first time we like, I think, learn that she's a crack addict, and he's basically like yelling at her, and she's like, how dare you yell at me? You're like selling, you sold me these drugs, basically, Uh, and he kind of just. Yo, she can't really say anything. She puts him down so hard, dude. I mean, it's kind of true. It was like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, you guys were just saying, it's like, yes, this is a good black man who's like doing something like he's doing this so that he could survive. And, and, you know, whoever knows what other things like was forced him into this lifestyle. And at the same time, like he is also a part of this system that is perpetuating the deterioration of the community that he's in. So like, it's a vicious cycle. You know what I mean? It, 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 there's no right or wrong. Like there's no like easy way out. I should say that being said, like his, his actions have consequences, just yeah. like her actions have consequences. And they both, even though caring for this child in a, in a, a different ways are also hurting this child. Oddly yeah. enough. Um, 
so then we go to Chiron, which is his real name. Yeah. Um, and this is him as a teenager. Uh, I forgot how this starts exactly. Well, like this yeah, one is remember. weird because it, it, the last one ends with the last one ends with uh, her saying like she's still out there with um, oh Cottonmouth. Th- there was also the beautiful scene where he like t- goes and like teaches him how to how swim. Yeah, maybe almost forgot that. Oh, <laughs> just like yeah, it was just super important because it comes back. But like he basically like is there with the water, which is another awesome thing because like black children rarely learn or not I rarely i shouldn't swim. say rarely but like there's a lot of black children who don't learn how to swim nope. yeah um mm-hmm. juan was spanish just to help like it wasn't a black man teaching a black man how to swim uh, <laughs> he was, what was he, he juan was from, from cuba, cuba. He's cuba. Oh. i say that to say like american blacks don't know how to swim but Cuban i mean i don't i don't know how to swim. <laughs> but there it's funny because that's, that's <laughs> hope can you swim Murray? hell no no John, you're the only one who can swim. I'm the only yeah, black only man black who can swim. Wow. Can that's swim. crazy. That, I mean, it's a uh, thing. But like, no, that's that sequence ends with like that that part of like her screaming, like, you will take care of my son, you sold me drugs. Yeah. And then it goes back to the house where where little is, and it shows her like screaming at him, giving him that dirty look, and then going into the room, and he's just this sad. Then it cuts to like him older. And then it's doesn't he like isn't he in the classroom? Yeah, I think it's like okay, school. yeah. It starts with him yeah, in the classroom yeah, with the guy yeah. with the braids, like making fun of, making him. fun of, him. and he calls him like the word in the classroom, right? Like, doesn't he call him that word like in the class in front of? Listen, man, I don't want to drop the gun. Yeah, but the hard on that guy with the braids had for Chiron. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was gay. I thought yeah. he was like, that was beyond. Like that was the biggest crush I've ever seen. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. They called it back in the day. I think it's always been the, always the download. Down, right? the, the download. On the download. Okay. Yeah. On the DL. Yeah. The DL. It was on the lowdown. Right. <laughs> on the lowdown. <laughs> the download. I mean, yeah. that kid definitely. Can I mean, we call it that for the rest of the. <laughs> he made a comment. tortured that kid. He made a yeah. comment. He was like, I don't remember what he said exactly, but sometimes to the degree of like, oh, you're lucky I don't like guys, so I give you this. But he would like. Yeah, like he said yeah, something he, like about. He said, like, he said it a couple of times because he yeah. that scene when he comes from that where he gets sent out. Like the next scene is, um, um, what is his name? Sharon? Sharon was in the hallway. He comes back. He's like, yeah, push him against the locker. He's like, yo, you better be happy. I'm like, because I give you this dick. It's yeah. also like, yeah, it's like, oh, clearly Ele- gay. Elevator eyes is a term that I just learned, and he gives him elevator eyes the whole What is elevator eyes? You know, I'm just mean to You learning. know, when, it, yeah, when you. Uh, and me. Look someone all the way up and down. You know, like you do uh, elevator, elevator eyes. eyes. Wow. James, I don't oh, like that. I don't like it either, but he did it the whole movie, <laughs> right? He did it the whole... That, every time eye. he yeah. looked at him, he so would just creepy. You look, can't just say, check somebody out? No, he would give him elevator, elevator eyes. eyes. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Who told you that term? I did a... Uh, at work, I had to do a sexual harassment test. They called it elevator eyes, and I was okay. like, okay. That was what James took away from that. Okay, all right, great. <laughs> that was all, that but, was all I took. Go ahead. Oh, but, go ahead. I was just remembering that the reason that they even talked about in the in little, I'm going back to little, the reason they talked about uh, the use of that term, the F A G G O T, was because his mom screamed that. that. That's who said it. They also called him that too. No, but it wasn't the kids, it was the mom. Because the but kids that, mom, that moment when the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they showed her twice. The first time they showed her scream, they, they, showed they, her they scream. cut it before she said the word. They didn't show her, they didn't, you didn't hear it, but no. you saw her mouth it. Right. Yeah. She said it to her child. Mm hmm. That's really important. And she, oh, also, she said it. Oh my goodness! You bring it up again. She said it to um, Cottonmouth. Yeah, she said outside it. the car. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do for him? He's a you know, life is tough for him. Right. Blah blah blah. And she 
she condemned her son at eight years old. You're yeah. gonna tell you know you're gonna tell him why the kids make fun of him, she right? Said. Well, I mean, and, that, and and so anyway, I just said that because I, because I was like, oh, did that happen when he's a teen? No, when he was a teen, though, you know, she basically like takes his money. <laughs> Well, because when she like, this is the thing. And I think I think it's the thing that that Ray was pointing is like literally like when somebody becomes an addict, like they have a life, mm-hmm. and depending on like because I've met an addict too, like, and you just see their life deteriorate. Like, and it happens most of the times they are people with good jobs, mm-hmm. and but what happens is addiction becomes so much they spend so much more money, and thing is of course they start selling things, they start yeah. using money, and the thing is like you saw the mom who was a nurse, and now at this middle age. Before we even get to that point, so like he's in the school, they have this situation in the hallway. The 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 guy with the braids threatens him after school. So what he does, hauls his ass off home, or he attempts to. And is that when the guy stops him in the street? Yeah, uh, they follow him. They follow him, right? And they stop him oh, in yeah. the street. And he's I was, like, he has a brief interaction with Kevin when he's like waiting and hiding. Oh and yeah, Kevin's yeah. just like, yo, what's it? like? And Kevin is. Kevin's also giving some elevator eyes too. Kevin does. Kevin does the L.O.Q.J. A little the bit. Oh. But he's also talking explicitly about how he just had sex with yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's d- being like real machismo. Like, yeah, yeah man, I just like, uh, uh. And you know, I was just like, oh, God, I hated guys yeah. like this. I hated I them. Uh, was that every guy? Well, the thing is, like, it, no, it was, it was a certain no. type of guy. No. No. I remember a lot of guys talking like I remember that. a lot, but like, it was <laughs> like, it. I remember it was always... Yeah, I could, yeah, it was always a specific type of dude. Anyway, but yeah, they see him in the street. They see him in the street, and that's what that's when I think the 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 guy with the braid says something extremely sexual. He's like, he literally says to him, "Either you should, or is it you should, or I should make you suck my dick." Something crazy, like something that. like that. Something and he said, forward. and he he says it immediately while grabbing his nuts. And I remember it very vividly because I'm like, "You trying to punk this dude?" But yeah, you're the one saying like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, and it's like him and his boy right there. Right. And in my yeah. mind, I thought like, and in my mind, because this did happen, at least I know it happened in D.C. because some of you guys are on a, on a download. Like, I thought they were going to like assault this kid because that used to happen around mm-hmm. the way. Like, yeah. you know, like the tough hood dudes would like assault the smaller dudes. But then like no one could listen to the little dude because it's like, what you trying to call me, son? And right. they, they beat his ass and shit. I mean, so, it goes back to that whole like, you know, in, in our in our culture, a black man, it's just like, you know, you're told this is the worst thing ever. And then for yeah. that guy with the braids to to see how he feels in someone else is totally like open season on like, you know, giving this guy shit. Because it's like, you're everything I hate about myself yep. and everything I've been taught to hate about this world. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. it's a whole lot behind that. And it sucks because this kid goes from that scene and then he gets back to his project. In this one, we see Naomi Harris like further down the line of her addiction. Yeah, we kind of learned that uh, Remy has passed away uh, to go on to season five of House of Cards and, oh you know, goodness. Naomi oh Harris is... Um, Juan. Uh, Naomi oh Harris is... Yeah, oh like, to just, at, just being like, I know she gave you money, I know she gave you money, grabs the money from him, and he's just like... <laughs> And it's just broken. Like, I mean, the man is broken. I mean, um, you go from school to home. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, let's just cut to, right? Like, he is winds up hanging out with Kevin. And uh, they go to a beach. Um, and they, like, sit down and just have this, like, really, like, kind of open talk in an unexpected way. I feel like uh, Sharon, like, is not is like not used to being open, mm. not used to talking, not used to having anybody to talk to. He doesn't have family really. His parental, his father figure is no longer with him. 
His mother's a crack addict. He's picked on in school, doesn't really have friends. Kevin was this kid who, I mean, it's unclear if like they maintained their friendship much. I think they did. You think they did? I think they did. I I think Kevin checked in periodically. Right. But it didn't seem like it was a close friendship necessarily. I don't know. Well, I feel like, I feel like because, um, the main kid just wasn't close to anybody. Right. I feel like it was just, but it's so interesting that like, Bro, you kind of set it up that they had this like conversation, but I feel like Kevin knew where this was going to lead. Like where this hundred oh, percent. I feel like he came. Yeah, it was like he knew, and he even 100%. said at one point, "Have you never? Have you never? Have you never done this before?" Almost like have you done anything like this yeah. before? Which made it seem like not only had Kevin had sex with women, but he probably hooked up with a dude. You know, maybe in secret before. Like yeah. it just, I, I, I legitimately couldn't tell if Kevin had actually had sex with the girl that he was saying. Like it was so, yeah. expl- it was like explicit oh. in this way that was, I was almost wondering if he True. was just saying it to say it. Like, cause he basically said he had sex like in the stairwell of the high school or something. But, didn't, yeah. get, but yeah. didn't get suspended. Yeah, yeah. But didn't get suspended. I mean, cause it's interesting cause I remember growing up, the dudes <laughs> who talked the most about like graphic sex were either the guys who weren't getting laid or the guys who, if you spoke to the girl later on, she was like, uh, yeah, he came in like two minutes. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? It's like, it was never the story that they ever presented. But also, like, kids were fucking in the stairwell in school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Yeah, but you sure get suspended, yeah. though. Yeah, you ain't yeah. about to that. And not- yeah, they're not going to just give you detention. Like, I don't even care how hood the school oh, is. Right. He said that he's a street talker. But anyway, so. Yeah, you got caught. What, but what was the thing? What did they first talk about, like, the thing that I re- the line that I remember with James you saw this like more recently than me but yeah. the, the line that I remember was he said um, like have you have you ever cried before like do you cry yeah yeah, yeah. wolf and like yeah. and Chiron was like all the time <laughs> yeah it yeah. was like and I I mean like we talked about we talk about this on the podcast all the time how like you rarely see black men crying on screen and yeah. like there's this representation of like because of that masculine thing and like it's just a masculine it's it, 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 it's not just black men right but like there is a very like masculine portrayal of not of not crying or the showing of emotion to be weakness and you know so him just like saying like i cry all the time i was like oh my god that's he, one of the most vulnerable things yeah like, also he, he, came, he, he didn't just say he cried all the time yeah. it was like how he said it like it was some variation of like I cry so much, I become a tear. Yeah. He was like, oh my God. And I hope. He said what? But he said something like, I cry so much, I feel like I've become tears. And he mentioned something oh like, he, he said something to the degree of like, and I just hope like I can like wash away with the water. Like he yeah, mentioned yeah. like becoming a tear and washing away and the I, ocean. Oh. He cried and, and, so much. And I just want to say that the the way it comes up is, is they're talking about how bad things are sometimes. And then Kevin first says, it makes me want to cry sometimes. It makes me want to cry sometimes. Sometimes. And then and then uh, Sharon is like or Chiron, how I'm saying his name wrong. Yeah, he's, but he's like he's like you cry. He like right, yeah. right, right, right. First he's like he couldn't believe that he had said that he cried, and so they're right. like sharing this thing. But Kevin was like, nah. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> Kevin was like, nah. You cry? He's like, nah, man. I, said, I was just going off of what you, you know, I was, I was, just, I was you like, said. I was following you. I was following your lead. Yeah. The, the first time, mm. the first time, just to give you like an idea of like how really good this was the first time that I either dreamed about a guy or the first time I masturbated to a guy I, I wept really I cried cause I just like I, I, this is the worst thing in the world I've done and I, I, was, you, you remember? I was young I was probably like 14 something like that 
Not that yet. Yeah, so high, just, high school though. High school. Yeah. Uh, I just remember like just balling. Damn. Because like, this is such a bad thing. Everyone's gonna hate me for this thing. You know what's so interesting about that is that like I I personally feel like when it comes to black people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people that in America who have been abused, pushed down, beaten for so long, to think that even in our own community, we do that to our own? Mm-hmm. It's for ourselves. I mean, because think about it. Half the time when it came down to slavery, people just thought like, they just thought they were better, right? And some people use religion, some people use science, and like, if you think about what the black community uses against homosexuality, it's still the same thing. It's still religion, it's still science. It's yeah. the same exact same thing that was used to belittle us from everyone else here in America. And it's like, we're just turning to do that to somebody else. Yeah. Even if they look like us. Man. Yeah, it's interesting. Sucks. There is a homophobia is one of those things that, for whatever reason, I I feel and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just going to speak from my own experience. Like to me, it's not just taught by society. There is something internally like that. I remember feeling like. Like, yeah, no, I'm not like, I, I'm not gay. And like really not wanting anybody to think that, you know, like a very visceral kind of like rejection of that, you know? Um, and then that visceral rejection was then like told by society, you're absolutely right to feel that way. And not only that, you should probably feel that way a little bit more. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. and and it's and it's produced like this a deep sense of hatred and and connection. Like even in religion, like even in 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 Christianity, you know, I'm I'm a Christian, and somehow, like even if you believe that homosexuality is a sin, somehow it became like you were saying, Ray, like the ultimate sin. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Like, look, I cheat. A, I mean, the idea that like, uh, a gay, like, like gay marriage is like ruining marriage. Like it's like, you know, that's like the whole thing was like, yeah. it's tearing down the traditions of marriage. Like the audacity to say that when, half of marriages are ending in divorce and like people are getting beaten and like adult, like cheating is like very prevalent. Mm -hmm. All these things are happening. And it it basically was like people saying like, look, I can cheat on my wife. I can beat my wife. I can divorce my wife, but at least I'm not having sex with a dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's, I heard, I heard, I heard a coworker. This is years and years ago. they, They don't work there anymore. But I heard a coworker say one time, they said, I would rather my son, I'd rather get a phone call saying my son was in jail for murdering someone than a phone call from my son saying, Dad, I'm gay. Comedians still say it. There's a there's a very famous, probably the most I'm not gonna Isn't say that crazy though? I mean he like if you think about some of the comedians right now, the <laughs> well, most he said famous, I'm not gonna say his name, but like I know. I'm not gonna say his name. Just say it's, no. Definitely say his name. Like I mean, his, but like it's I mean, part of his act. It's right? a part of his act. So then say his name. I'm not gonna no. say his name. But there was a popular comedian who had a very hit <laughs> TV show. No, he's a drug women. Like, like, I can't remember the exact <laughs> joke or the or which special it was from. But I definitely remember this comedian talking about if his son came out to be gay and mm-hmm. like he almost said something which reminded me almost exactly like 
what you said right now about what your coworker said. Right. It almost made me think, is it a bit that he did or something like that? Mm-hmm. I've heard worse things too. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, man. It's just it's so, like, what the fuck. So, but I, I mean, we kind of like escaped the moment that we were in which was like this very like kind of beautiful opening vulnerable moment where they were saying he's talking about crying and I don't know if anything else was said after this do you you remember James? I don't I I don't remember I just remember uh, a pause you know yeah and basically like Kevin kind of leans over a little bit and it's like very it's like pretty much like how I imagine anybody's first kiss happens which is like you get closer and closer and you're like you guys feel the tension you don't know like you're like I think this is happening I don't know if this is happening is this happening is this happening and then they kiss they kiss and and Kevin like I don't know what's a nice way of saying it gives him a hand job gives him a hand job (laughs) hand job good old Uh, HJ yeah (laughs) HJ good old good old HJ and and he wipes you know he like kind of wipes his hand on the stand which I thought was like so funny I was just like before he does it though before he does that though um uh Sharon says I'm sorry oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then yeah. he goes, "What would you, what My, would w- you ever have to be sorry about?" And then he wipes his hand in the sand. Yeah, just like well, that it's was- important to mention that scene because it comes into play later on too. I think at least is that they smoked a blunt together. That's right, they on did. that yeah. beach. Mm-hmm. And I remember the way Kevin presented the marijuana to Chiron. I felt like Chiron was going to be confused, but Chiron took the blunt. And smoked it like a pro. Yeah. And then said, there's a lot of things I know about. Or something like, like, like you know, at my house, I see a lot of things. So yeah, my, my, my mom leaves like, a lot of stuff, stuff around. around. My mom leaves a lot of stuff around. I was like, that's a big thing, too, that comes in for play later on in his life as far right. as girls go. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to taste the flavoriest flavor to ever flavor? Mm. Snapple is ridiculously flavorful, and you can uncap a Snapple real fact with every bottle. Like, cows produce more milk when they listen to music. Come on, leave the ridiculousness to Snapple and grab one of your favorites that pack a punch. Explore all of the delicious flavors at Snapple.com. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! 
Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So just the, for the sake of time, like we, we, we kind of go, we go back to school, but Kevin, uh, these bullies that had been like bothering shy road have like, kind of like talked to Kevin and been like, you know, Oh, like, are you tough, man? Like basically like, I guess like, cause this dude clearly is dealing with his own homosexuality love of Shiro. and like, love with him. and like probably like, is jealous like i mean we don't really see this but you can infer it well they kept showing him watch Sharon watching kevin yeah they also showed him like the camera like moved around like a freaking like he was like prowling like a lion on that school ground yeah yeah i was just like look at this freaking predator yeah he, he was is such a, a predator yeah and like and um but then he basically goes to kevin uh and he's like yo like knock Sharon out like that basically what he was like yeah. hit him and so you know we have this scene where Kevin punches Shiro and Shiro gets knocked out. I mean, this is the man that this is the first ever sexual act he's ever taken a part of. It's with a man. It's so secretive. And, and so the, whatever emotions are going through, he like gets up because he's also like proud, you know, and this is the thing that Kevin was telling me before, like, don't let people just pick on you. But he like, this is the person that he loves. And so he gets up and then Kevin like hits him again. And he's like, stay down. You know, Kevin was sadder than Sharon in that scene. Absolutely, oh, performance in this scene. Oh, that was great. Um, that was rough. Um, does he go to the hospital? I forgot. No, no, no. no. He goes. No. He, he gets knocked out. The right. The kids scatter. Like, yeah. oh yeah. He goes to the. He goes to yeah. The principal's office. The principal's like, you have to tell. You have to tell me who this is. You have to press charges. They want. You have to the press, press charges. Yeah. He's like, no. She like yells at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Please, you don't know my life, and, and the, it breaks down. And yeah, he just starts huh. crying, and then she, and then the principal was like, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "Yeah, you're freaking sorry. This kid just got beat up, and you're yelling at him. Like, are you insane? Because you forget he's a, the thing is like people people don't treat black kids like kids, yo. I mean, that's just a fact that we live in yeah. the world. Black kids get treated like adults. I mean, think about how. Think about how we punish black kids. Think about how the legal system punishes black kids. They treat you like an adult. Yeah. Most of the times they never treat you like a man. This woman looked at him and was like, yo, these thugs beat you up. Which they are. They are thugs, but they're still kids. Right. And it's like, these kids need to be reprimanded. Right. Do it right yeah, now. Yeah, the idea, like, that's the reason. That's the problem with black people is, like, we're not punishing them hard enough. We're not hitting them hard enough. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's clearly been working. Anyway, so... um, then like the net and then like my favorite one of my favorite scenes, which is yeah. the i mean <laughs> how is it not one of your this, favorite scenes it's just this, this <laughs> they're in the classroom and the kids like joking around whatever and chiron just walks in goes through his we we see him walk through yeah, the whole school boom boom walks in determined mad determined pretty man on a mission like banged up still goes in through person the door you know nobody really like people kind of like look and they're like all right and then he like he goes still chiron he goes to his seat like throws his backpack down picks up the chair and then just breaks, breaks it, it over and the kid's head and he's just really out. Great. Cold. Yo, but first off, done. Those school chairs are so heavy and so hard. My man broke it over this kid's back. He did not move. He didn't move. Right? I mean, right? He falls to the ground and does not move. He also so the falls to the ground 
And then, and then, like he went to attack him more, and people like he gets another he hit. Him. He gets another he gets hit. A, yeah. At he least a, one more hit in before they. I'm yeah, they the grab him, and he's like, "Get off me!" <laughs> right. Yeah, he was ready. And then, uh, and then he goes to jail, yeah. um, and that's how that ends. Uh, yep. All right, Black. Let's do this real quick. So we've oh, been doing. We've been we talking like, for so. Man, this long. is important, man. Skim over Black. I mean, we quick. we got to we got to move <laughs> it. Black. S- the man is it has grills. Rap music is blasting. He is. It's jacked. great. Now it's great. Listen, this is uh, it's great, and and uh, I feel like people are gonna scream at me, and it's fine. This is the first time I was like, this is bullshit. This is all bullshit. Yeah. No one changed that dramatically. Oh, I felt like they did oh. that. I felt like. They did. They made that choice to show emotionally and mentally how much he became like Juan. But mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that that's how Black or Shire, or that's how Little or Chiron or Black ended up. Like it's so. I don't know how long he was in jail, but he could have been in jail. That he, he must have. That character must have been like twenty one, maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they basically so were like he. Yeah, he like became a, a whole new yeah, person. He did say he said when he when he got out, they had to move, and when he moved, he decided that he would just change who he was and became hard. Is what he said. I, mean, it, I, I I don't know. I think people can change like that. I do think that that change probably would have started in high school, but I guess that's what they were saying was it started when he broke this chair over this other dude. Like yeah. he also, bef- even before he did that, he also like, I mean, like, I, mean, was I was most- shocked whenever he was like, you know, fuck off. Like when he would say stuff like that, like even, so even that felt, uh, not like him. Right. Not like the little boy. I yeah. wasn't that shocked about that, but I mean, not shocked, not shocked. It, just didn't, but it, was- it, it felt like a, uh, it felt like a little unbelievable for me. Yeah. growth. Not that well, extreme. Well, I get you. So, um, goodness. I, I just want to talk about the last scene, but what else happened? Well, okay. I think this is a big one for me. This is a really, and I think I love to know you guys' interpretation before I go into it, but there was, there was this really, that whole, when we first see him as an adult and he is getting the drug money from the, from the younger kid, from, yeah. from like the new drug dealer yeah. under him. And he like plays that mental game. He had that weird mental game with him where he was like, the count is short. Mm-hmm. Like he scares the crap out of this kid. And then he's just like, nah, I'm just kidding. It's um, very awkward. Well, basically, he was like, I'm, I'm messing with you, but that's what's going to happen out on the street. Yeah, People are going to mess with you all the time, and you got to yeah, get used tough. to that. But also, I, I took it also as like, because Sharon is so emotionally unavailable and just socially awkward, I took it as a little bit of like, Flirting, not even like sexual flirting, just like uh, he doesn't know how to talk to people, and yeah, like totally, even though he misses, he misses what he had with Kevin, and has no idea how to go about getting that again. And I think it was a weird moment of like, you know, I don't know how to play with people or interact. But I like, kind of hey, felt that too. Oh, uh, I kind of felt that too because, like, in the moment before he says, before he says he was just playing, like, there's like a pause, and they, he like stares at him. For yeah, a bit. you know what I mean, like where like he kind of like. Is either realizing like, oh, this isn't even going the way I wanted it to go, right. you know? Uh, before he says the next thing, I think I, I think I felt that too. Uh, I thought he, I thought he was like, I thought either one or two things. I thought like he was about to whoop this kid's ass, or or I thought like because the scene before that, all he's talking about is this guy um, hooking up with some hot chick down the street or something like that and he's like basically mm-hmm. picking on him like oh man so I thought he was closeted and either was having sex with women or just like he was just so hardened that like he was about to fight this kid like right. cause, cause to me it's like in the next scene after that he gets the phone call from right. Kevin. Kevin 
And it's like instantly, which says so much to this actor, and it's like instantly that hardness is gone. Yeah. Right. Like it is it's one of those things where like the camera's on his face and it just fades. It's great. It's like, man. Yeah, and Kevin's calling him from a restaurant and he's like, you know, yeah, man, I just like I thought about you. What, what was the thing that reminded him? A song, a song, a dude, came, song came, in, came on. A dude came in that reminded of him, and he played the song on he the jukebox. Played this song. I want to play it for you if you come here. Uh, you know, if, and then he's like, "Oh, but I moved." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe whenever you're in town." And then kept, and then uh, <laughs> black. Uh, literally just is like cool I'm going down <laughs> right. he goes yeah but also I, yeah that was the thing is yeah that, so he sees mom, his mom first wh- is, was his mom in a home I think uh, in Florida uh, yeah. near oh right yeah she was in the near town near enough right yeah. yeah and she was like in a recovery type <laughs> right, show, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. she's in this rehab, rehab. Yeah, this scene and so you got so you think scene. his mom was in Florida yes that's and what I, I thought I saw for group people I was the only person in the group who thought that People yeah, so. people were convinced that she was in Georgia where he was. No, no, because he drove to her. My whole thing is like he was yeah, driving. That's down. what he was I like, thought. I might as well see my mom. Like, he like he was already and his mom had been calling. So there's right. this thing of He'd like been ignoring her. Yeah, and then, and then he had a reason to go. Right, two know? birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting because this scene again is a scene that could have been. She could have been so one note. <sighs> what is so beautiful about this movie is like this. I know we we always talk about like you know we're more than just like drug dealers and 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 prostitutes or whatever, but like this this mom who was um, for a better word like a crack addict right was so layered that I'm like why can't people do more of this like now she's in recovery right now she's showing apologizing to her son showing love for her son and the thing is that the the beauty of the scene is that it's a, um, a, a give and take because the son black doesn't want to speak to her really like at one point he yeah. doesn't want to forgive her so mad at he her. just doesn't want to. But like by the end of it, not only has he sat back down, so good. but they have a real conversation, and it doesn't. And the thing is, it's not one of those cookie cutter endings. Like right. it's still not perfect, you know. But it's like they had a conversation, That's and what, and they and he like hugs her, and it's and it and does he cry? He, he does. He does. He does. And it's it's like bef- while he's still angry and upset like it's not like a a cry of like now we finally have connected no. but the hug was was like unexpected and really nice for me like it didn't feel like a cookie cutter mm-hmm. hug it felt like a, a you know it felt like he ha- had to slash wanted to you know what I mean it was this weird like it had so many layers to it it wasn't just that's that's my favorite thing about the movie in general is just that you take all these stereotypes and assumptions that we and we being not just African Americans and Korean, but even more so broadly Americans we have like even like we think about crackheads nowadays you think about like Holly Berry and Jungle people you even think about Dave Chappelle as Tyrone Bigham you think about oh, all yeah. these silly caricatures and it's like no these people are com- complex and have feelings and relationships and emotions and you see all these layers in the movie between a drug dealer a crack addict a young homosexual or whatever mm-hmm. it is like you just see all these layers like no one yeah. nothing's one-sided definitely and so the, that beautiful scene happens he goes down he's uh, he, he goes to the restaurant that Kevin works at he kind of he enters sits down it takes Kevin a little while to recognize him he does um, you know he's like oh, he kind of looks at him Kevin like Notices that he's changed, but doesn't say anything yet. Goes to cooks for him, brings back the food. If this is and it's, all of this is done like very like it's taking its time, and the mm-hmm. the movie at this point is like 
this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to end. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to rush it, which is kind of like, you know, just very reminiscent of, of what Chiron's life was. It's like leading to a moment, you know, this Mm -hmm. like connection. And he's like, I don't, I definitely don't need to rush this. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like he stopped everything to come down and, and see. And he still man. doesn't talk to him that much either. Like doesn't Black talk because he doesn't say that much. Well, he also he's still the same dude. Huh? He can't rush the chef special. Can't he can't, you can't rush the chef special. Which is so funny because they have this conversation like at the table when he finally sits down when um, Kevin sits down and he's honestly just trying to figure out what happened. He literally says what happened to you at one point. Yeah. And he's almost upset with Black for becoming a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Like he's yes. actually legit that, upset. He's so mad. Like the look on his face. Oh, it's great. Second and, favorite part yeah. of this movie is when he basically tries to call out Black for being a drug dealer and what he's become. And then like, it's just like one line. And, I, and like for me, it's like my favorite part. What? Uh, Black just goes, why'd you call me? Yeah. yeah. He's all like, what happened to you? Yeah. This isn't you. You're selling drugs. Why are you calling me? And right. Only that, that, like, that's, that's not what I'm here for. Stop. I'm not here for a lesson. Right. I'm here to freaking keep yeah, calling. And he me. does so much because the thing is, is like at that by the time Black says that, Kevin has now showed him a picture of his kid. Right. A lot happened. A lot has happened. So like basically He's like, like Kevin, I'm married. I, I got here for a kid. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like so he knew like because Black probably thought he was coming down there to have like, I don't know, like a relationship, a rendezvous, like some type of closure, but like this dude has a kid. Had a wife or ex-wife at that point, and is like now grilling oh, right, him about like his uh, right his lifestyle changes. It's like yeah, oh. he's con- super confused. Like what? Like are you straight? Like he, he doesn't say any of this, but you you know yeah, he's you thinking know all he's of confused. this. And uh, what? Oh no! Just in this moment, I realized too on how, how deep of a level uh-huh. it is because you can look at Kevin as society. And going back earlier about how you said how like gay marriage ruining regular marriage. It's right. like here's Kevin, who's this person that's probably been in the closet, a closeted bisexual perhaps, mm. had a wife, had a kid, is divorced, you know, and all he can do is just judge black for what how he's living his life. You know what yeah. I mean? Wow. Yeah, it's true, Super man. True. I mean and then the thing is like the hope skip ahead is like then they then like black Kevin invites black to stay at his house because clearly black has nowhere to go. <laughs> Like clearly has nowhere to go, and the thing is, what happens at the house? This, th- this, this ending is so dope to me because, like, they end and they end with this conversation where it's just out in the open. You know what I'm saying? Where black finally speaks, the adult black finally has like a nice chunk of dialogue where it's like, "You are the only person, like, not man, not woman. You're the only person who's ever, ever touched me. me." Which tells you so much about this kid's life up to that point. Mm-hmm. Not only, probably, he has never actually had sex with anybody honestly like his only sexual experience was when he was what 13 14 with a guy who touched him knocked him out that sweet hj you know what i'm saying and then knocked him out you know what i'm saying and like he's at what point now 20 something dude mm-hmm. and the thing is kevin doesn't even judge him at that point now it's like this is an adult conversation now it's like really and it ends with him like holding him i'm laughing Smiling, yeah. It ends with just a gentle moment. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. end with some like crazy sex romp. It ends with like a dude. You don't yeah. even know. You don't know if they're gonna get together. You don't, you don't know, know if anything. there's any potential. And, ho- and holding him in the same way that they did on the beach, which is like really nice. And it just ends. yeah, cradling his head, cradling his head in that way. Yeah, man. It was like it's beautiful. It was it was dope, man. Mm-hmm. And like and that's the thing that like I feel like which is so interesting for again I hate to keep saying about why it's so taboo in the black community, but like when you think about like how. When you, when you see one of your boys, what do you do? Deep hugs all deep day. Hug, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You playing sports, you do smack deep on that. Deep hugs ass. all day. You know what I'm saying? You do this deep shit, hug, but it's like, why, like, why is that like, 
Why? Like, where did that? Like, I guess my thing is like, to, like, where does this this distinction come from? You know what I'm saying? It was like, you already can be emotional with with your friends if it's like, oh, we friends. But like to see someone else just hug a di- like another dude to hug a dude is like now we have a problem, right? Because now it's yeah, different. it's a it's it's homophobia and like the thing is, just just real quick, like we hear the word homophobia and like people like I feel like sometimes it's become synonymous with like racism. The thing is, a racism is the idea that your race is superior to another race, right? Like the idea that a one race is superior to another race, like homophobia is like it's it is fear it's like for whatever reason it's like somehow people feared gay not only like gay people but like that they might be gay like a like this weird fear is 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 lives inside of them and then is like built because of society you know and that turns into hate as well it's like that be obviously right like fear produces can produce hate it happens all the time but uh i don't it's that's what i mean that's what it is right it's like like no 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 no, i'm not gay i'm not no homo like i mean the fact that that phrase like yeah you know i mean it's so true right it's like yo blah blah no homo like yo dude nice shoes no homo like yeah why yeah. Nice like weird. shoes, We're weird. No homo. But, but for real, how is that not? Yeah. That's like a, people say that all the time. Like yeah. still, they still say it. Still, still, because <laughs> there is a. It's like there is this fear, and I mean, well, okay. So are we gonna do? This I mean, real? listen. I'm just saying, man. This is one thing I want to talk about. No, it's not. It's like they, 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 they could have been, been, been a swirl on this movie. Could have been a swirl on this movie. It could have been a swirl on this. Was this movie rated R? Yeah, it must have been a lot of curse words. It could have been a swirl on this movie, but the thing is, it's like. I, I just feel like I want to send a message to Naomi Harris if that's cool. Oh you know what I'm God! What are you talking about? I was supposed to say something to Naomi Harris. I mean, right. I feel like I feel like back, you know, in 2002, 2003, when you know she was in 28 Weeks Later, and like she had that a nice British accent, and I was like, oh my God, this black woman this. with this British accent. I think I'm gonna like her. You know what I'm saying? And she was in that movie Strong, killing zombies, and like fighting the good fight. You know, and then like then she made it to to James Bond, and I was like, look at you taking this role that a black woman didn't have before. And now I'm looking at well, her now. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Holly Berry was a Bond girl. She was not a Bond. Oh, uh, okay, okay. She had power. Okay, you got it. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But what I'm simply saying is that like, you know, I hope she gets an Oscar nomination, and if, like she comes to New York. You know, maybe maybe someone who's like friends with her who listens to this podcast be like, you know what, you should get coffee with Gerard or something like that because cool. he wants to tell you about all the good wow. things about life. And you know, maybe you're supposed to be doing this because world. she because she's not. She, you know what I'm saying I'm saying this because like she's not from America. This. All right, we're no, no, I'm saying she's not from America. She's not from America. I want to take her out and show her America. No, we move on to the next thing. Stop she, talking. She certainly couldn't show herself around America. No, I'm saying no, but she hasn't been here. I wanted you, to. Show. What do you want to say, James? No, but before we move on to the next thing, you guys seen um. You guys seen that movie Hitch? I love. Yeah, Hitch. of course we've seen Hitch. Hitch. You know, there's that. No, there's that part in Hitch. Everyone's seen Hitch. James. When he's like, "You come ninety and I come ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Will Smith, they like they yeah, kiss. They kiss. Okay. Yeah. So, is that a good movie? Yes, we. I said it immediately. Hitch. I love that you. Are you calling out that one joke because you think it's a homophobic joke? Well, no. I mean, like it is, right? I mean, like no, it kind of is. And he like wipes his mouth. Well, no, but it's like you want to get kissed by somebody like you who you want to get kissed by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Y'all like it though, right? 
I like this movie. I, you, I really like Hitch. You just project some, some yo, real stop, shit on yo, it. Yo, stop trying to. It's hard to Hitch right now. Yo, it's not trying to Hitch. I was just trying to connect. I was just trying to let you guys know why Hitch was connected to this Hitch was a great rom-com. I really like it. I like Hitch a lot. I thought you brought it up like it was going to be bad. All right. It's time for the it's time for the cause. Thank you for listening to this two-hour podcast. It needed to be three hours to be happy. The tip of the iceberg. And for those of you uh, who've never listened to this before and you're hearing this show for the first time, welcome. I'm sorry we didn't really explain it in the beginning. We usually do. Uh, we don't judge. It's a show where we uh, talk about films with leading black actors and then talk about them in the context of race like we have. And you now just it's time explain for- it just now. Yeah, that's the end of the... Yeah, why <laughs> not? End. Yep, you did. Uh, and uh, maybe... It's- <laughs> Maybe somebody like skipped all the way to the end and then listened. Now they're going to go back. Um, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how well, how much we like them, but how well they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like it helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Fully helped the cause. If we feel like it kind of helped the cause, it's a white palm. We feel like it definitely didn't help the cause. We give it nothing. My palm is like tan. It's not really white. Sorry. A year. Well, no one has some change later. I can't. Uh, sorry. This dude. I just looked at it. I'm sorry. I just looked at it. Just looked at it. I was like, I the found a grown man who of our just, podcast. Who just looks at their palm? Your hand is white. Look I'm at sorry. Your palm. I'm sorry. Look at your palm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Are we, are we ready? <laughs> all right. On the count of three. Three, gonna, two, one, or one, two, three. On the count of three, we're going to throw up our. Oh, Lord. Which one is it? Three, two, one, one, two, three. He never said it. Surprise me. One's good. Okay. Okay. Here we go. One, two. I don't know what I'm giving it. Three. If y'all yeah, we got four fists. black fists. Has anyone ever spoken to the fact that you guys all have your eyes closed or are looking down before yeah, you do usually, it? Yeah, usually. Oh, usually, usually sometimes we talk says, about it. Uh, my are eyes you, are closed. <laughs> do you think that you'll be influenced if you see someone 100%. else's? I, oh, yeah. Really? Either yeah. that or... Um, I'm just scared. Well, I don't like agreeing with James. Wow. I think well, I'm going to be influenced. That. We typically don't agree, though. So, yeah. so you, because you, if you like see it. James like it, it'll make like you it. not like it because you don't like getting along. All right, who wants to go okay. first? I'll go, go first. first. Uh, I gave it a fist because it, I, I think this movie needed to be made. I think this movie will get nominated for an Oscar, or even the fact that it's being spoken about like it could get Oscar contention is great. This movie has three young black men and gave him a shot. Naomi Harris, who has been a great actress for a long time. Um, is probably one of the front runners for best supporting actress, which is great. Um, this director, I can't wait to see what he does next. I'm a little disappointed though because these the 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 three main, well at least the younger two black guys. I looked at their IMDb's and they don't have their next movie lined up. Which again, if this was like two young white kids, they probably would have something in IMDb by now. Wow. Because that's just the way the world it's works. Hard to know with children. I mean, I'm just saying. So uh, many different factors are play, but yes, I'm just saying. Uh, but I do love that this movie, and I love the <laughs> fact that like this was a story that is about homosexuality, does take place in the hood, and that when I saw it in New York City, it was, I was the only black guy in this sold out theater at the Lincoln Center. I was like, you know what? This movie shows that you can have a black story that isn't just a black story, but a story that relates to people on a different level, whereas like skin can be seen, but also themes are universal. So it's like, I just liked it. Who wants to go next? I mean... I gave it a black fist because of Mahershala Ali. Oh, God. Alex R. Hibbert. His name is God. Naomi Harris. Ooh. 
Jaden Piner. Are you, Are you just going saying their names, names like right that? Now? Yeah. Ashton Sanders. Why are you talking about I'm going to keep going. Jarrell Jerome. Stop talking like that. It's like that. you're looking at IMDb right now. Trevante Rhodes. Are you just listing every name you see? Andre Holland. Do you know who all these characters are? Janelle Bonet. Just Holland beautiful black actors on screen doing some beautiful jobs, you know. Uh, uh, Barry Jenkins, Terrell Alvin McCraney, like all of that. Like the fact that this is being done, the, is is being made and growing in popularity and all the stuff that you just said, Gerard, is is like so great to me. Um, uh, I just uh, directed a, a, a solo show. Okay. No, no, but, no, but real quick. Of course. Real quick. Right. In it, in shameless it. plug. All right. Yeah, shameless plug. You, you, no one will ever see it. It's done already. But, wow. Uh, but in it, in it, the 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 young man who wrote it mentioned um, uh, talked about like struggling with uh, sexuality and like not seeing certain sexuality represented on screen, and and there's just a, there's a beautiful moment in the middle of this movie where the two yo- young men kiss, you know, and it's like and uh, just the fact that that is out there, you know? And I think for, for me, it's like, oh, I don't know how I, I could count on one hand, probably the number of times that I've seen that on screen. Uh, okay. uh, and so I just think that like, that is great for the cause as well. Well, that's really, yeah, that really, cause that kind of goes into what I was going to say from like my reasoning, obviously being a little close to it. Um, yeah. I've never seen anything even close. I can't think of anything to my story on screen. So like, even if it did a bad job, it's a good job. And it also did an amazing job of that. So like just to, I think just for even people to have a glimpse into what it's like to grow up black and have those feelings and to have that experience and to have the stuff with the mom and just to see the different angles, I think helps. So like this, this movie is going to help a lot of people. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's going to start a lot of dialogue, a lot of other movies like it. And like you said, I think, you know, when's the last time you saw like two black guys on screen kiss like that? And also kiss in a real way. Like it didn't even feel sexual. It was like it's just this real nice moment between two people that shared something. So I think to know that like more of that's on the way, like that's that's a dope thing. Like it's nice to know that, that like people are coming around to being open to watch it and to see it. And I'm glad that it has this platform. Yeah, just a piggyback. I gave it a black fist because, well, first of all, Trevante Rhodes, who played the last character, is going to be in a bunch of other movies soon, and I think he might blow up. He, he was great, and I hope he gets nominated for something. Um, I think this film will get a lot of recognition, awards recognition, and one of the and there and therefore be seen by even more people. And the thing is, like in terms of actually helping the cause of more leading black actors, one of the reasons that I think that we don't have a lot of leading black actors and people of color in Hollywood is because this of this idea that we can't see uh, stories that relate to everyone through the eyes of a person of color. If it relates to everyone, we have to see it through a white person. And this is a story that deals with something very specific. You you have a black, you have a, a, a black homosexual man, like, you know, a, a, <laughs> a margin of a margin of society. And yet the story is told in a way that is so honest and truthful. 
and not preachy, to be honest, um, in, in any sense, really. Um, it's just like, this is a real experience. This is what somebody is going through. And you can relate, like, I, uh, you know, as a straight man, I can relate to, like, oh, yeah, what was the first, you know, you know, time when I was a child and, like, I felt an effect at a strong affection for a friend because they did something kind or, you know, or, or whatever things that I harbored against my parents because of perceived injustices real or not, you know, what is the first like sexual encounter that I had in some way? Like, what did that feel like? What, how did that shape me? How does it shape me when like somebody that I thought I loved betrays me in a, in a way, you know, what does it feel like? to be, to put on a, a form of self that, that feels protective, but also feels false or feels like not letting myself be the, be as open and honest as I want to be because I want to, I don't want anybody to criticize me or make fun of me or I don't want to feel weak. You know, like there are so many different things that are at play that like, I don't need to be a black gay man to to experience and this film is showing that and i think it's really so it one it is it is great because it allows a story that's not told you know to be told <laughs> but it also it also is allowing uh people to experience a journey that even though they never went through on this specific journey they can relate to because it deals with human moments so in terms of that i'm like hey hollywood black people can be quote unquote you know regular people too you don't it doesn't need to be a black centric story for you to have to start casting us it those are great i love the fact that hidden figures is coming out but we don't all it doesn't always just need to be you know a black history, an exceptional, you know, fighting racism, you know, whatever, exceptional Negro kind of thing. All right, John, I don't like how I was four black you. fists. I don't know. I was with you, but then you started saying all those jokes at the end, like Hollywood thinks black people can do more than just be like historical things. <laughs> like, so I'm not. I don't know. You ended this on a weird note for me. Now you just put you around a bad place. All right, and <laughs> um, then on a serious note, uh, thank you so much for coming, Ray. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug or anywhere people can find you, reach you, or I mean, people follow. can see the four of us uh, December 12th at UCP. Oh, this yeah. is true. Yeah. The return of Astronomy Club. Oh, that what? is true. That's true. Astronomy What's Club's happening? back in New York. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, <laughs> right. That's true. That's right. Uh, other than that, on Herald Night. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays, Tuesday UCP, Chelsea. What's yeah, your team? UCB, Chelsea. My Herald team, Foxhole. 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 If you're in New York City, uh, visiting Tuesdays. or living here, come on out, Foxhole. Uh, we'll do our plugs a little in a bit, but uh, thank you so much for l- listening. Thank you, Ray, for joining Being us. And you. go watch Moonlight if you haven't already. All right. Peace. We'll see you. Deuces. That is nothing. What is that? That's nothing. That's them cooking this. What are you cooking? Special. Time for some plugs. Plugs. Chill. All right. Uh, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet at us, guys. We got some listeners from 
Finland? Finland. I saw that. Finland. And Finland. Sweden. What? I didn't, I I didn't know some either. Norwegian companies. Uh, companies. Norwegian <laughs> countries. Oh, man. What's it's happening? It's too late. It's What's late. happening? Guys, continue to tweet at us if you are listening from another country, because that's awesome. I mean, Finland? Finland, yo. Yeah. Do they got black people Finland, in Finland? though. Yeah, man. Yeah, Finnish. Finland, though. Um... <laughs> Uh, blackmanpodcast.com is our website you can check that out we have show dates coming up speaking of shows uh, Astronomy Club the oh, yeah. improv uh, group that we perform with is performing December 12th at UCB Chelsea yeah what time no is that no is it Beast UCB oh is that the Beast UCB East UCB East oh, John is beast, now huh? instantly disappointed <laughs> Instantly disappointed. Is that the beast, huh? Yeah. Is that the anyway, beast? we had uh, UCBs. Wow. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> what time is it at? Seven thirty, I believe. Seven thirty. All right, check that out. Yes. Yeah, uh, no, it's at nine thirty. Whatever. Wait, what? I mean, just look it up. It's Google it. <laughs> December twelfth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to plug your website? What is happening? At John Braylock. John Braylock dot com. <laughs> at John Braylock on all Twitters. I don't care about that stuff anymore. Oh really. my goodness. All right. Yo, James? Uh, yeah, you can follow me, James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can go jamesthirdcomedy.com. Eat.com. Uh. Uh, <laughs> for all kinds of info and crap. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. That was a HeadGum podcast. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!